Hey, it's Fred Van Lente, and you are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Absolutely perfect. Well, thank you. How do you do it? Come on, I'll lift up. My one week. My baby. baby. Someone fucking claim it. Take Then I will get the nipples right. Not my nipples. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I needed this. Long day. A bit? Oh my goodness. I have come to the conclusion. And you know how long it takes me to come to these things. You do the take obvious, a long time to come. The obvious is <laughs> <laughs> the obvious is entirely lost on me. But anyway. I am far more productive when I make lists. lists. Who knew? Look at you. Who knew? I made a list today. I said, okay, I'm gonna get all this shit done. I got about 75% of the list done, but it's more than I do on other days. So, from now on, I shall make the lists. The lists are good. Yeah. They are. I live by the lists. An ordered mind is a wonderful thing. That's true. And I I need help ordering it because I'm all scattershot. I'm distracted by shiny, bouncy things. The mind is a terrible thing. I read a ton of stuff for this week. At least one of us did. I hope you can keep up with I read some stuff. I got something to talk about that I think you'll enjoy us talking about, though. I didn't tell you guys I read it because I had no time, but I did <laughs> read it, and I think, I'm pretty sure you guys read it, and it's hopefully will be worth talking about. I know what you're talking about, and yeah, we can all go in on that. You have no idea what I'm talking <laughs> about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Hey, everybody, no it's... <laughs> I'm just pretending. Hey, everybody, it's 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 367, and I am Vince B., for your enjoyment, hopefully. Always enjoyment. What do you hopefully? Let's just nah. get the hell out of here with that mess. I'm David A. Price. And I'm the guy who'd rather chop wood in the back forest into my cabin than save the world. I'm Hawkeye. <laughs> I'm just going to move right the frig along and say... You're getting me all for... <laughs> I shall not Stay have here. this. It shall not stand. No, you're not a necessary plot device. You <laughs> are space food, everybody, Ooh. in the history. And as usual, if you would like to chop massive amounts of dinero off your monthly comic book bill, hey, just like Hawkeye, you can go to Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, where you can shave tons of money off your monthly bill. They have a number of specials every month, and the uh, allotted books for this order are amazing. I'll get to the best last, but from Image, you can score the Chrononauts Trade Paperback Volume 1 by Mark Miller and Sean Murphy. Cover price is $9.99. Guess what you're going to be able to take it home for? $1.45. $4.99. That's incredible. That's a little bit more than one issue. It's nuts. From Valiant, it's another miniseries. It's the Book of Death. Ooh. Written by Robert Venditti. Art by Robert Gill and Doug Braithwaite. The cover price is $3.99. 
Your price, David. Do me proud. One forty nine? No, one ninety nine. If it's half off. Listening to him, he's going to screw you all up. A dollar ninety nine, and the most anticipated book, at least by me, for this order form from IDW, written and illustrated by James Stokoe. It is Godzilla in Hell. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! It's a five issue miniseries now. Judging by the strengths of what we've seen to date by Mr. Stokoe, especially his previous Godzilla miniseries of the Half Century War, this is going to be knock down, bust your walls out, roof is coming off. You got to have this. Three ninety nine cover price, your price. I'll tell you because these jokers aren't going to get it. A dollar ninety nine, boys' pants, half off. DCB service. Do not mind late orders or order additions. And you get your books delivered right to your freshly painted door because it's spring. Because everybody's doing remodeling, so your door is going to be freshly painted. Do it. DCBService.com. Noise. The best. Godzilla in hell. In heel. Heels now. So there you go. There you go. And we are. Shall we do the drink roll call or do we want to do... Well, let's do the drink roll call because I'm guessing we're going to have to ease into the thank yous because Mr. Price is going to get all giddy. So what are you drinking, Vince? I'm drinking coffee, specifically McDonald's coffee. So wait, so you bought two larges this morning and you've been fucking nursing them all day? No, I got another one. Jesus Christ. It's another large McDonald's. I love McDonald's coffee. I think it's the best on the planet. It's it's not, but it's, yes. I mean, there is, I I have, I usually have a cup a day because Dominion brings one in for me when he comes into the office. So McDonald's coffee is good. It's gotten a lot better. I will gladly take McDonald's over Dunkin' Donuts any day of the week. I take it over Starbucks too, so you damn. would. Let's <laughs> drink him, Bo. Uh, what? <laughs> oh my gosh! What the duck already? Wow! Sour grapes. There's no grapes. I sound like James Spader up in here. Um, I am drinking Diet Dr Pepper. Mmm, delicious. Should I, should I go get some water or something? Probably. <laughs> Keep yourself hydrated. Can you, so. say, can you say delicious, delicious again, Eddie? Delicious. Oh, yeah. Just like me. Oh, yeah. Your turn. <laughs> uh, okay, sure. I'll just throw <laughs> it out. There's no radio here, folks. Right? Um, I am uh, I am drinking some Redwood Creek Merlot. That's great. It is, actually. I- it is great. I gotta say, I wish I was a fan of the grape. Like, I'll drink it, but it's not a first or a second. Or Sorry, I got a little bit chapped hands. It's it's not a first or second choice, but I, I would like it to be just because you love it, and I want to. I want. I want to realize what you come to love in the in the grape. It's, so far, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, do it. Do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. Does anybody have a thank you, <clears throat> David? I, Wait, before David gets this big one out of the way, too. let me uh, let me say thank yous to all the people you already thanked last week for all of the awesome books that they sent us. Cool, Mister uh, Mister Daniel White. Well, that's that's this week. We didn't get that last week. Oh, we did. Wait, I could have sworn you mentioned week. Nutsack last week. We mentioned it. As far as probably it's 
coming, but ah, okay. <laughs> well then, uh, huge thanks to Daniel White for nutsack. There we go. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get in, get into that a little bit. Respect. More. Uh, uh, also, uh, thank you to um, uh, excuse me, Dave Jordan, Mr. Dave Jordan, correct. And Mr. O'Brien. And Mr. O'Brien, thank you. Uh, yes. as I said, I know you guys shouted these guys out last week, but my packages all arrived this week in all their glory and, uh, much love to all them dudes. Looking forward to giving them all a read. I have admittedly not had a chance to read any of them yet, but, uh, I hope to this weekend. Sounds like an eventful weekend for you. It, as always. Right. <laughs> right. Oh my God. What about, what? What, about what about you, Vince? I have a, a thank you, but I would like to save it until after your thank you so we could get into it proper. Real proper like. So we all have, well, but Jason didn't read the nutsack. Well, I'm not going to get that far into I got a segue building and I want to make the most of it. Just, 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 just do it. You just want to, you just want to explode, right? No, I'm not going to spoil anything. No, I said explode. I do want to explode. Uh, well, I, um, Yes, we will. We will definitely thank Mister Mister Daniel White uh, shortly. And I came home today and found a um, found a package on. Uh, well, Vince likes this on my stoop. And, stoop kid. Uh, it was um, so stoop. <laughs> stoop, bro. It was um, uh, Bean, our friend Bean, Mister Jeff Douglas, uh, was because um, this past weekend was free comic book. This past Saturday was free comic. Yeah, book. you're. You guys can tell us all about your your festivities on Saturday, but um, I do not have a local comic shop, so I do not get to um, participate. Jeff was, Bean was kind enough to grab a few titles and send them to me, so that arrived today, and it's like the package was a little <laughs> bigger than, uh, than than what a... Um, That's what she you, said. You would think a few free comic books would um, would just hold... Um, and, and I'll go into the books later when we talk about free comic book day, but included with some free comic book day books, um, were about, wait, hold on. I, I didn't, I didn't count. There's, there's about 10, three, four, about eight or nine issues of amazing heroes. Wow. So I'm, it looks like I'm basically rebuilding my amazing heroes collection. Um, between the books that, uh, the, the, the issues that Vince has given me over the years and a few other people here and there. And now thanks to Bean's edition. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I'm just going to try to get another run of amazing heroes. Um, and that would have been cool just by itself, but apparently no, he, um, Bean's like, well, fuck it. Let me, um, really send something out that makes a trip to the post office or in this case FedEx worthwhile. And there's a, um, there's a page from it's page number five from issue number three of mage, the hero defined by Matt Wagner. That is insane. Uh, what? How do you, how do you get people to do I, that? I, oh I was just, yeah, I stood, I stood in, in the hallway with just, I mean, mouth again. I was, I was, Speechless. I was stunned. I, there, so many different. That is insane. It, it really is. It's, it's lettered on the page. It's just. It's. It's. I don't have except for a couple of head sketches in in um in like the Grendel archives or you know in my sketchbook from 
from a um an old wizard world in Chicago. I don't have any Wagner original art and and to have an actual page from from Mage and it's it's a page with um with with Kirby Hero and Vince's favorite Joe Fat. There is <laughs> there's there Edsel herself isn't on the page obviously, but the Edsel car is and and of course um Kevin Matchstick and it is a um I'm gonna have to I think start my yearly mage reread a little sooner than than I had intended just because this, this really has me in the mood but it is it is a, a a gorgeous looking page it's clean it's um I'm trying to figure out what I am going to pull out of a frame to make room for it and it is a very strong possibility that uh that the first page from the first issue of infinity may come out of the frame to make room for this um, see I'm thinking this is a Really special piece for you. No, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you 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 should do this up all proper, like with the double mat, big yeah, ass. After frame. that's that's after. Hopefully, um, Matt may be at uh, New York Comic Con in October. I will like on where he will be, so this way he can. Oh see. right. Um, and then yes, and then it will get 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 oh. the proper treatment. But um, you're always thinking. I I've not you know not to cast a shadow on the way you. You typically frame things because it's your stuff looks great, but this is like this is the lifeblood of David A. Price. Yeah, you got to get that UV protected uh, glass. Oh, you got to seriously get it get it insured. Um, you got to get that 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 Michael's coupon up in there. Oh, no doubt. The uh, but I, I seem to be in the in the habit of of swapping art on the wall because I um, finally got around to putting in. Um, the gift from Jason from a couple of Christmases ago. That that's finally on the wall. But yeah, skippy uh, bippy. It's uh, it's 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 beautiful. I can't. I'll just be gushing for the next couple hours about it. So I mean, it's it's on the face. Well, a snippet of it is on the the Facebook group page and and um, then my page and online. It's it's just it. I'm completely um, floored and and being wrote a nice note and and it it's. He emphasizes that, um, a lot of it, a, a lot of the, um, the joy he gets from, from gifting is, uh, is because of the, the friendship that, that we have, that, that, um, the three, what was once four of us had and, um, and has extended to the form and, and have other people, um, become friends that, that they would never have without this podcast and, and the conventions we all attend. And, and so it, it, on top of everything else that was in the box, the note was also quite humbling, and it was just it, it's it was oh, them feels getting all clamped over here. I seriously, it was it, it was a hell of a hell hell me feel human. Amazing. Yeah, he put the axe down. Um, Bean is a hell of a dude. He really is. Oh, hell of a dude. Yep. Man, way to go! That's incredible. Wow, that we can, can we just end the show now, or <laughs> I should have saved the thank yous for the end this time. For reals. That is awesome. It really is. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Alright, well, I, I spent a lot of time this weekend pouring over Daniel White's nutsack. Hands <laughs> and everything? Truer words I, have I, I, face like I did? No, I examined his nutsack in minute detail. I, I, I lovingly relished every fold and crease in Daniel White's nutsack. 
Uh, and Tim Hilton. Of, of a line from, from, uh, from the skit in the, in the, in the Dr. Dre pantheon and, uh, she's <laughs> like, Daddy, if I had nuts on the wall, would those be walnuts? Yeah, girl. If I had nuts on my chin, would those be chin nuts? Nah, girl, you've had a dick in your mouth. <laughs> Nutsack. Wow, dude. <laughs> You know, I gotta say, I love you to death, but you just <laughs> hate being derailed. You, when you got your script, I, out, I don't. When you got your script, I, out, I have, you just can't go off script. You're in, I, we should we should list. share. We should do the the what's that that program that lets you share screens? The go to meeting. You should look at my screen. I have no notes, none. This oh, is all, all right. love. So you're just, you're I have just, none. You're just giving me the gas face. You just right, yeah. Just, oh, that's cool, face. dude. No, no, that's cool. no, no that's I never cool, give man. you the gas. I just. I, well, you know, since Jason didn't read it, there's there's really um, no cause to to get real deep no, into go it. Ahead. But don't don't no no no. It's a man. I no, that's fine. It, it's a man who has a nutsack for a head, and because he has no mouth, he he mumbles. And this is the the uh, some some time in the life of Daniel White's nutsack, and it's awesome. And you could, it's not so much the, I mean, I love the story and it's funny and and it's, it's, it's lowbrow and highbrow at the same time. I mean, the, the rendering is is just impeccable, but the, the real joy of this book is for me is, is seeing a person like Daniel White producing something that he just loves to do. Every panel it's 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 just alive with the joy of putting little marks and lines on paper. Mm-hmm. That that's where the real um, enjoyment for me came from this book, and I, I went through it a bunch of times. It's it's a, it's a digest size, a little bigger than digest yeah. size, black, black and white. There's a Nick Patara nutsack. We get to look at Nick Patara's nutsack too, um, and it goes places, and and nutsack becomes a a tighter, more well-rounded individual. It, it's just great stuff. And, and if you would His like to get a copy, shrink? he does. Nice, dude. He does. His nutsack shrinks a little Is bit. It cold? Um, no, he, he has he has a journey of transformation. So and that's all I'm going to say. Um, if you didn't know, it's by Daniel White. You you can um, he's at Birds in Boxes on the Twitter. Yes. Or you can and send the, him uh, a and the Instagram. And the Instagram. And you can send him a, an email at onepagecomic at gmail dot com. And that's O N E, not not the number one. Right, O N E. And if you would like to get if you would like to hold Daniel White's nutsack, you're very you know, yourself, do this because it's you gotta have it. It's just so amazingly good. Yeah, no, it's, it's pure unadulterated love account. There's um it's it's primarily four panels a page except for the uh, like the chapter breaks uh are a um a headshot, a one page headshot of uh <laughs> of of dirty pull old sack or sad 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 sack freaks me the fuck out with with, with ah, yeah, at that that was a little that was a little scary. Um the mustache is you know it's not really a My mustache. God. Right? Um it's a uh it's, it, it, and I, I think if, and, and DW can tell us otherwise, but I, I do believe that when Daniel started, it, it was like a doodle at first. It was just, he was just kind of playing around with, with it and, and it, uh, <laughs> he's playing with it, 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 it. Just, it, it ended up being what it became. And then, 
I guess, stories formed from that and, or, or erupted. And, and it just, it was a, um, it, it, I think it kind of took a life of its own because I, uh, as, as the Facebook posts went on after a few weeks, I think he was, um, he, he finally, uh, got it all out of his system. And, and, uh, but it is, it's, it's a hell of a ride. It, it's just, it is one of those things. It's, it's, a reason why comic books exist just so that you can have this type of um character in in these stories and and it, it it's a great use of the medium it's just it is it it's you know not something you probably flip through previews and go I'm an Aurus and well Vince would but it's it's one of those things where it's I'm, just it's it's you are glad that someone like Daniel White is out there and and brought this to life and right. and shared it and shared his nuts the, the word the right the word i wanted to add while you were describing it and i didn't want to interrupt you is, is organic it's exactly what this is he did a, a drawing he busted a nut on a nut sack and he liked what he saw made him feel good whatever reason and he took it to its logical conclusion he made a comic yep. out of it. and i'm I'm really certain that this is not the last time you're going to see Daniel White's nutsack. That's so that I, I don't doubt it. Yeah, and it, it, this is not a mass-produced comic. There's only a limited number. The, the, these are probably hand hand-bound, stapled. I mean, he. It's not a gigantic uh, process. Yeah, no. I, I if um, unless it goes to second printing right now, I think we're looking at a print run of about a hundred. Yes. Because they are numbered on the back and the, um, uh, it's, um, I think the cover's actually a stamp. Screen print? I don't know. It, it, it looks like it, but that may be in, intentional. Like he may have, right. uh, pulled back on the opacity. I know there, I know there was a stamp that, uh, that he had purchased, um, oh, and it looks a lot right. like this, so I don't, I, it, it, but it, I'm, I'm feeling it and I, it's, Unless it just bled into, I'm, I'm rubbing my hands all over the nutsack. Unless it's, uh, unless it, and it's, it's nice, it's nice paper too. It's not like it's on newsprint or anything. I mean, he doesn't, homeboy doesn't scare me, man. It's, it's, it's no. just, it's, it's a thing of beauty. You know, you don't, it's not often you get to look at, at, at a nutsack and go, that is a really, really nice nutsack. Yeah, see, there's no end to the fun you can have. That's true. The that is true. Before and you I would disagree with you because I enjoy looking <laughs> at my nutsack every day. And well, yeah. Like, That's a nice nutsack, but. I got a mustache on my nutsack. I got a lot of mustaches. Oh, I try and trim them, but. Yeah, mine's damn, freshly I'm shorn, so. See so, ya. Yeah, what do you. I, I don't, how do you do that? Do I can't because then it gets a little itchy. No, I just. I, uh, yeah. Sure. That's a technique. All right. You got to I've been using uptake. You got to put salve on it right away so it doesn't salve. So, thank you Daniel White Thanks. for giving us a very welcome look at your nutsack and we uh you people get on board this. It's going to yeah, it's going to be something. That's right. All right. I've been dreading this moment. Wow. Dude, you really get you just filling me up with the feels. You just you know all the right things to say. I've been dreading this moment because I know we're going to be at odds. <laughs> no, we're not. No, no, we're I, went to the, I went to the movies this weekend. How crazy is that? That is crazy. I, you you I saw too. this before any of us. Though. I know. And fucking Marvel gets me to see a movie on opening night. And you know what's absolutely bonkers? This is, this is what blew me away. I didn't know this until before 
the minion and I left for the theater after work. Um, his, his girlfriend had tickets to an advanced screening for earlier in the week. And, and she said, so are we going to go? And he told her, I can't because I'm going to see it with that Friday night. Aww, and that... like turned down a goddamn advanced screening for something like that. I'd have been like, dude, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Peace. I'm out. I'm going to see it early. But brother, you have people throwing love at you from every direction. I, what? What is it? He he didn't ask her where it was going to be or if anybody else was going to be there, so he didn't want to get it, it too enticed. But it was just, I mean, that that was just that was touching. But it was um, I gotta start taking notes. It was, uh, you just rub my nutsack. You'll um, it's uh, yeah. So I went to the movies Friday night, saw it before you guys, which and and I had to bite my tongue for through quite a bit of it and I could I didn't want to throw anything to anybody either way and as far as how giddy it made me or or what I thought might have been lacking because I didn't want to um taint anybody's perception beforehand but I am really looking forward to hearing what you guys thought about Avengers Age of Ultron let me just get this out of the way okay because my assessment of the film is going to be it's going to sound lame to most, to many. But I got to say, I have unequivocal love for the movie. I, I could not find one thing to bitch about. Uh, from that opening scene, <laughs> that's what got me. And I just surrendered to the film. That made me so happy to see when you when you told us that on Messenger. I, I let myself go. I, I didn't n- scrutinize looking for things that were counter to what I expected or, uh, or or what we know from these characters reading the comics. I just sat back and I let the film just take me away, and I loved it. Now, I'm not going to get into that whole, is it perfect? Nothing's perfect. No piece right. of art is ever perfect. That, and I know that, that that may be, you know, it may sound like you know, a trapdoor to get out of the conversation, but... I, I didn't overthink it. I just had fun with the movie. No, and I, and, and, and I did too. And I, and that is, you know, you, you did know nothing is perfect. And as far as the story and, and, and where this picks up from Avengers and where we're going from here, um, I, I thought it was fine in that regard. My, my complaints would be how choppy it felt mostly the editing how we went from one scene to the next or there were things that i felt that we were kind of um we weren't in on uh, like when um there's going to be some spoilers as we're talking about it but when when that when when the helicarrier shows up and and you have the guy who's talking about you know the the, the boats are loaded everything's stacked you know and he keeps flubbing the, the 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 lingo i felt like maybe we were supposed to know him earlier so that we'd kind of all get in on the joke about, you know, him not being able to do his job right or something. There were just some things throughout that prevented me from seriously being super giddy about everything. It, it, it And it was already a, a two hour and 20 some odd minute movie. So, I mean, we were stretching things. Um, but I think there were scenes that were cut or shouldn't have been cut, or maybe other scenes that should have been cut to make room, but it, there was just a, a presentation um, aspect of it that I, but the editing, the, the the way scenes were kind of strung together is probably my my biggest complaint out of everything, and that has nothing to do with with the story or the characters or or um, how it how it was from 
how the story went from start to finish. Not, not obviously I'm talking about the editing. Then yeah, there were some problems with the story that I had, but that was because of, of the behind the scenes stuff, behind the camera things, not what we actually saw. Jason, what's your take, buddy? Okay. So I, I am, I do, uh, I don't want to go down a road where, um, people start listening to this and, and, and think that I'm, you know, that guy this time around, meaning that. Well, you know what? If they've listened for any no, length no, of well, time, listen, they're not, they're going to know you're not that all, guy. All I can, all I can say is event, the first Avengers is to this day, having watched it at least 20 times, uh, my favorite comic thing of all time uh i can still remember uh growing up an avengers fan it being my favorite team the the pure giddiness of seeing all of those characters on screen at once was something i will never hopefully forget how how excited i was so it would be impossible I, i cannot craft a scenario um where i could have invented unless Zack snyder directed it um where, where i i could have i could dislike an avengers film i i i, I couldn't envision uh seeing a film with these characters in the marvel cinematic universe and not enjoying the movie so i don't want anything that i may say from this point forward to be misconstrued as me saying i didn't like the movie but all i can say is that i left the film without a sense of wonder or excitement uh and it just it was a movie that i liked but i i i didn't love and i didn't geek out over and um so for me i would give avengers the first one just on a personal scale of enjoyment a 10 and this would be like a six and a half um because i and to me while i could certainly delve into specifics of things that 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 rubbed me the wrong way about the film Ultimately, what it really is about is it's like a breakup. It's, it's, it's not, it's not you, it's me. Um, <laughs> I just, uh, I, I said this to my sons after, cause my oldest son kind of had a similar feeling. Um, I, I said it's like being Neo in the Matrix. I feel like, I guess this may be the time when I finally seen enough Marvel films where I felt like I was recognizing the, the script and the structure and the formula so vividly that I felt like I was almost watching uh, a concurrent storyboard narration of the movie at the same time I was watching the movie and it didn't suck me in. Um, I was like, okay, there's that moment up oh, cue the cue, the witty joke up. Oh, okay. Cue the secondary villain. Uh, here comes the, the personal, the personal scenes. Uh, and I just, I felt like I was seeing the code instead of seeing the finished art. And again, that that's a personal issue that that's just the way I was, taking the film it, it's not necessarily a, a fault of the film they're they're following a formula that is time tested and that to this point millions and millions of people love so so i can't say they're wrong for doing it but this just movie for me felt very uh whedon-esque and in, in, in a bad way and, and i mean that like whereas i felt like joss really did an excellent job in the first one of reining in the things that make his his fiction cliche at times um, I thought he maybe because this is his last go around, um, like really just put his 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 signature all over this film, and and it felt more like I, I felt like at times this movie was more at at home in the Buffyverse than it was the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
I so, yeah, no, like I said, so, so, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I, I will say this, um, up until the point where the vision is created, I was sitting there at times thinking, wow, I, I think they finally whiffed. But after the vision comes to be, hmm. I thought the whole final act was terrific. And, and so it left me on a high note. So I, I left the film feeling pretty good about things, but, but, but up until, Bettany uh, coming to life. I, I I struggled with a lot of the films. To be honest with you, hmm. I wish I, I wish I I believe me. I wish I wasn't saying what I'm saying, but I got I got to be honest. You do. Um, uh, I think it's a better film than the first one. Yeah, I th- and and I'm sorry. I, I think I like it more than the first. I don't. I, I still have to think about whether or not I, it's better than the first. Because I mean, this is we talked about this through uh facebook private messages um and you you held all your opinions for this episode that's why I'm, I'm hoping to hear more because i you know you, you just scratched the surface you got a lot of things going on in that brilliant brain ears and i want to know them but the reason why i think uh age of ultron is a better movie than the first one is because avengers was essentially an invasion film it, it was it was an alien invasion movie, which was great, and we all loved it, and and it was played very well. But this one is more personal. It 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 was, it 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 got into the the minds of the characters. Well, literally, uh, I know some people don't like that word, but that word fits. Um, and it, it it uncovered a lot of stuff that we didn't get to see in the first movie. I mean, this one is a direct result of of Tony. And to a lesser extent, banners, hubris. I mean, they think they can do anything. Like I said, more Tony than, than, than banner, but still. And, and they, they, they stick their finger in the beehive and they're all, they're surprised when they get stung. I mean, that's Tony, right? And he couches it under the, the auspices of, you know, you can't have peaceful change or, or, you know, uneventful change. It's gotta be a struggle. No, it, you know, it doesn't always Tony. But and he's just getting to see this, and because of what he did, it, it, you know, we we get Ultron, or he gets Ultron, and we get to 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 lavish in in this, you know, really disturbing villain. But so it's closer to home for me. I mean, it had uncovered more things about Banner and Natasha, and and even you know, it it just we we got to see another couple layers of of Clint, which was great. It's, I think it was a, a more fully fleshed out movie than the first one. But it, it needed the first one. It needed all the other movies leading up to this. And, and it, which. It needed all the other movies. Right. And that's, I mean, and not that's just not Avengers. Problem. Right. And, and it's. Everything is so tightly interwoven these days with Marvel that they, I mean, the very, if you, if you haven't seen any Marvel movie to date except Age of Ultron, that last new Avengers scene would really not make a whole lot of ripples. Right. You know, in your, in your, you know, and yeah, who are these people? I don't, I don't know who these people are, but I, I, and then I said this again. I didn't really care for Don Cheadle as War Machine in, in <laughs> Iron Man 2. It was, right. it's it like, ah, oh, whatever. But I think it was perfectly timed in this movie and it made sense. And it, it was, it was one of the high points of the movie for me was seeing Don Cheadle come out in the Iron Man, Iron, uh, the War Machine armor to help out. It was like, this is the Marvel Universe on film. This, this is what we read those first couple decades where everything was just like, 
cross-pollinated it. And, and if, if, uh, we were reading Avengers, you would sometimes see Spider-Man swinging by. Yep. Or, or you would see the Fantastic Four and vice versa. That, that's what this movie felt like to me. The, uh, and it, it's, and, and just like the Winter Soldier last year, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the weeks before and after the, the movie premieres in the States, it, it's, it, it ties into it. There, um. What's it? Yes. Uh, the, um, because Coulson is, is, mentions, oh, through the second half of this season practically, um, he's, he's talked about Baron Stucker and, and it's, and whether or not, uh, because they're still dealing with, with Hydra Fallout and, and, um, and even though we don't see Strucker on the show, we of course see him in, and, and that was, that was probably one, one nitpick I had is that they kind of ended his, um, <laughs> he did. Yeah. So, I mean, I was like, oh, but it was, um, oh. and, and, but listen, they're not, they're not short on, on bad guys. No, um, no, no. It, Speaking of Strucker, and I told you, I embarrassed my son. Yeah. yeah. In the theater. <laughs> when, when, when Cap chucks the shield up and Thor hits it with the oh, hammer. Yes. I went, woo! And he's, he's like, dad, that's, sorry. I did, you know, I just lost. The, the, the team were, and I was probably fidgeting and, and, and clenching fist and, and pumping next to, next to Joe in the theater also. So, I mean, it was, it was, I saw it with a good group of people who, who were familiar with, with the, um, with the prior movie. So it's not like nobody was really scratching their head or going, I don't get it. It was, it was, it all worked out. The teamwork in the, amongst the Avengers, was fantastic. Um, it, it was a natural progression. There was, and, and getting back to, um, Agents of Shield, when the helicarrier shows up, that kind of gets explained within the first few minutes of, of this week's episode. So it's, it's just one of those things where it's, it's more, it's like, you may have a question about it, but it doesn't bother you throughout the rest of the movie, but it is, it, it is something that, uh, that was all planned and explained and, and makes sense. If you do see the big picture, it's like, you know, oh, I only read this comic from this company, but if you read more of them, then, you know, you get a bigger picture. And, and that's, that's basically what Age of the Shield was doing with, with the Marvel movies. And, and it still is, but, um, the, uh, Ultron was phenomenal. Um, Claw was a little bit we saw of Claw was great. It, I, I really don't, I don't think I have any complaints with, with any, any character, any, any representation, um, in the, uh, that we saw in the movie. It, it, everybody just, it worked. I, I, I don't have a, um, a, a, even Joe said that, uh, he thought it was better than the first. And, and again, that, that could also be because of, of the newness of it. I, I, I will see it. I'll see it again. I'll, I'll see it in the theater again with Renee, but I'm sure I'm going to see it a bunch of times when it comes to disc, when it comes to the basic cable and, and like FX has been playing the hell out of the first adventures. Um, and then, you know, over time I'll, I'll be able to better realize which one is actually the better movie. I mean, people think Empire is, is better than a new hope. So, you know, even though a new hope was the first one and there's just, you're not, Gonna please is, everybody. Is so, oh, absolutely. But it, it's, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no doubt about it. It's, it's, but no, I mean, I thought it was a, um, I, I thought I, I I'm gonna catch myself. I'm not gonna say, oh, it's a great movie. I, I really did 
have a good time watching it and and it um i i am i was a little butthurt driving home uh because one thing i wanted to see didn't happen but i'm not going to um <laughs> i'm not i'm i'm not it didn't because it didn't happen it didn't mean that the movie sucked and 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 hell with everything else from here on out it was just it was one thing i i thought it would been pretty cool but it it didn't happen so but i veronica was an awesome and it's just so clever and it's little things like that man it's like that's where and and i guess that that's also part of of the whole whedon wink that 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 might bother jason a bit is that it might have been a little bit too um inside and 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 wink wink and but i mean i i thought i thought the whole last i, I thought tony actually coming up with with this um fail safe and it's not the first time we were hinted about the hulkbuster because at the end of the incredible hulk movie he he talks to general ross and and tells him that you know he's got a hulk problem so obviously the hulkbuster armor was a um was an idea that tony's had but to actually call it veronica i was like that's Man, I, I know you're all the science bros, but really, you had, you had to go there. But it, it's, but I, I chuckled. I, it, it's fucking clever. I, I thought it was pretty neat. Yeah. Cool. The, 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 the joy of that scene for me was, go to sleep. There, was, there was, there was a huge spotlight on one of my favorite Marvel characters, the Hulk. And it makes sense. It's a really smart play because <laughs> yes, there was a lot of Tony in the movie, but, all of most of the other characters, Cap has his own movie, store has his own movies. The Hulk does not have his own movies, at least not under the current. Yes, not as not not with Mark Ruffalo as as Banner, but yes, that's what I mean. Yes. Yeah, Nor- like, Norton's in continuity. They had, they had more, they had more well, I I know, but those see those are not in the phases. I don't consider them part of the the phase one, phase two. But, but you know they, what I mean? The Marvels. The first the Ed Norton one is the 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 Eric Banner one isn't, but it's um. It is part of. Yeah, I mean, Downey was in it. And, it's, even know. though it was it was like distributed by Paramount, it was kind of like right before the right. Marvels. But it was it it's it is part of it. I mean, you can say it isn't. It doesn't feel like it, but it is. Well, it doesn't. Right. It does. Okay. More more to the point. It doesn't feel like it. But anything Hulk. I mean, I I was seeing World War Hulk when that when the, when the Veronica when they dropped the suit. I was like, I, I'm I'm this is World War Hulk, and it was just. I don't know. Maybe I, I just reverted to that 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 inner child or the you know the childlike sense of wonder. I thought that scene, just seeing the Hulk beating the shit out of the Hulkbuster armor and vice versa, and and the way that he's finally subdued. Like, what else can you do when the Hulk is mad? What do you do? How do you stop him? You you drop a freaking building on him. You know, it's I don't know. I thought it was just great. I'm glad. Um, Keep going. I, you, you're you're being very silent and you're scaring. No, me. I'm being silent because I, I I this I would rather people hear you guys love it than me tell you why I didn't love it. I I mean again I don't. What do I what am I going to accomplish by telling you all the reasons I I I I found flaws in the film? I, that doesn't okay. right. I, I mean was... I I just uh I, like I'm I'm glad you guys are again like I said for you you just encapsulated it. you. That Hulkbuster scene for you made you that gave you the giddies, like the first movie did for me. I, 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 for me, I thought that Hulkbuster scene was incessantly long. I, I, I was like, can we get on with this, please? Yeah, so. it could have been the whole movie for right. Me. No, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. all, it's all, it's all very. It's two, it's two sides of of a, you know the same coin. I just, uh, um, I mean, for me, I, 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 I know that he had a three hour director's cut and cut forty minutes out of it. Um, I think. 
David, you know, you mentioned the beginning, the editing. I, I think the editing was very, very noticeable, or the lack yeah. thereof. Trying to, I think, and that to me struck of him having a much longer cut that he he had to either was told to by the studio or, or and, I, I don't know, is... who, yeah, I don't know whether they made him cut it or he just felt he had to for commercial purposes. But I, I definitely felt that there were things that were lost in translation from a narrative standpoint because they were probably cut out. Um, I, I I can't believe. I, I mean, I really can't understand though how neither of you brought up the whole uh them going to 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 Hawkeye's secret well, home see, with secret wife uh, and now. barefoot and pregnant <laughs> is is a- absolutely I, I mean I was sitting there when they were sitting around the table having coffee at breakfast I thought well this if now I know what Bendis does when on this part of this creative committee because that was straight out of that was more than any Marvel Cinematic Universe scene ever literally taken from Bendis's Avengers. I mean, that was Bendis's Avengers for all of its, for, for all the, most people, people hated it. A lot of people hated it because of that. I, I liked his Avengers, but that was an event Bendis Avengers scene. Them just sitting around over breakfast and just, just, just quipping with each other. And to me, I, I just, it, again, it's like the formula. I'm like, okay, so this is just like when Tony got lost in that town and had had to hang out with the little boy for a while. Because I mean, it's just like these moments they feel like they have to put into the film. Like, all right, this is our let's rest up and lick our wounds and be regular people for a little bit. And I, uh, I guess if I had never seen that in a Marvel film before, I'd be like, that's ah, OK, I guess. But to me, it just felt so strange, like all these heroes are going to put on flannel shirts and chop wood. <laughs> And we're supposed to buy in the fact that this this spy organization, we none of them knew that that Clint had a wife and he had to keep that a secret. And then the wife, uh, in, in the midst of being pregnant and barefoot, uh, like signals somehow that she's got an in with Nick Fury and he's hiding out in the barn. Like what the what? Like that thing just I don't know. Like that if 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 I could take that twenty minutes out of the film, I think I would like to film a whole grade higher. Like I I. I I was ready to commit Harry Carey after that scene. Well, Whedon actually lobbied to have that that scene retained. He, like, right? They they threatened him with the, with the uh, if he the if, Thor, with the scene. yeah if they didn't if he didn't include he wanted to cut the Thor scene in the cave because he thought it was well, excessive and, right and, yeah yeah and just put in there just so the ladies can look at um sure, you know a, 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 a great you know masculine frame. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said they they he I forget how he put Basically it. They put a gun to his head. They held a gun to his head. They, they, if we if you don't if you cut the uh, the the Thor scene, we're going to take out the whole farm scene. Right. And he was like, "Well, that's unpleasant." And that's interesting because um, I thought the Thor scene was um one of the scenes that was that defied explanation. And I, I was thinking there had to be more to this that they they had to cut out. And I think that the um uh. What what surprised me is that after the first Avengers, I don't know if it was Renner who said something or if it was just the whole rumor mill going, but it sounded as though they had nothing for Hawkeye in Avengers and they don't have anything for him post Avengers. So we may not see Jeremy Renner in the next Avengers movie. And there was a shitload of Hawkeye in this movie. And I don't know if that was mm-hmm. just to, and it might be the last we see of Hawkeye because he's, he's, you know, going to redo, get rid of the dining room to make Laura's workspace. Well, he's definitely space. in the next Captain America film. I'm sure. And I'm, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, I mean, we don't know when we'll see, um, 
you know, we might not see Hulk for a couple of movies and, and it, it just, just, uh-huh. and it's, it, which, you know, story purposes that that's fine. And if, if Renner's isn't going to be in civil war, then cause we said, we don't know, you know, there were seeds planted for civil war. I mean, even though they kind of wiped it away by the end of the movie, there are definitely seeds planted for civil war in, in age of Ultron. Oh, oh, and there's also scenes planted for Planet Hulk. There's scenes planted for, sure. uh, oh yeah, for, for, for I the mean, next and, Guardians and, of the Galaxy, yeah, for Infinity for, War, and, sure. And, yeah. and, and especially, I mean, that mid-credit scene was, um, was fantastic. It's just, it really, uh, oh, you thought that was fantastic? I thought it was pretty neat. Oh, I, did, I thought yeah. that was the jump the shark of all mid-credit scenes. I was like, it's time to stop the credit scenes. What did <laughs> they tell us new in that? There was nothing new in that scene. It was Thanos again no. and the Infinity but it, but, again. But, it but, like, it, but it's that it's it's instead of instead of getting Ronan to do his dirty work, instead of getting Loki to do his dirty work, it's I it, I got to do it by myself. Yeah, yeah. I was just a tad bit disappointed that there wasn't another one. <laughs> Something at the yeah. end because uh, my son and I we sat there sort of and you know the guys there cleaning up the the aisles and he's like, sorry to bust your bubble guys but there's nothing at the end and I'm just like, oh <laughs> sad banana yeah yeah yep. I had an an incident during the during the movie you peed yourself no oh. um I we sit as far back as you can go so 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 we're up against the back row and who sits next to us but uh, a young lady. And her hipster boyfriend. And during the credits, during, during the, the trailers, they talked during the entire thing. And so, so I said, okay, maybe they'll, maybe they'll, they'll rain, rain it in for when the movie starts. 20 minutes into Avengers, they're still talking. So I turned to the guy and I said, are you going to talk during this whole fucking movie? Oh, and I, I never, I, I never, I never do things like that. No, I never do things like that. And he goes, sorry. And oh, it's like, now. I'm not an imposing, I don't think I'm an imposing dude, oh, but I, I just, that, that is so rude. That yeah, is, no, and, is, and he's, he's flashing the phone during the movie. Yeah, like, and, this, and I was like, no, I, I paid just the same amount as you did to get in here and I'm going to, I'm going to get my, my satisfaction. Damn it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's ridiculous, Perfect. but uh, I didn't mind Selma, um, whatever her name is as uh, Hawkeye's wife. I thought that was kind of cool. Linda Cardellini. Is that her name? Yeah, Linda, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, she's always be Selma. Um, uh, what was I? Oh, the one thing after the fact, not, not during the movie, after the fact that kind of struck me as being kind of goofy was to visualize an artificial intelligence as a three-dimensional latticework of information is kind of dumb. Because it's a huge drain on the processors, right? I mean, it, it's Tony Stark, so he must have, you know, the the, the most up to date. He probably designed them himself. It's probably uh, not product- running semantic. But it's just silly. <laughs> it's just silly to have this 3D. I mean, it's it's done for the audience's benefit. In the Marvel universe, it would not be that way. I don't think just to have this goofy thing. Here's an artificial intelligence. Look, it's beautiful. Like it's. It's, it's kind of dumb, but I know why it was done. So it didn't really bother me, but logistically, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the, the computer system in the first Jurassic Park. Like, you're, you're wasting all this processor power on this goofy stuff. Right. Well, it's I want to try and balance out my negativity with some positivity. So what, what did you guys think of, of the new characters? I'll tell you. I, so I, uh, I, I really dug Betney as the vision. Um, yes, I look forward to seeing him in, in in future installments as a more fully formed, you know, full character. Um, 
I was surprisingly happy with the way that they, they treated Scarlet Witch. Same. Here. I mean, yeah. one could uh, one could complain about the nebulous nature of her powers, but let's be honest, <laughs> uh, Wanda has always had uh, almost like uh, you know, Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Bam. So I can't really front on that because that's how she is in the comics too. I mean, sometimes she has magic powers, sometimes they're luck related, sometimes they, you know it's, it's whatever they need her to do. So, so I'm fine with that. Um, I thought this Quicksilver was wacky whack. I, I <laughs> now he's he's dead, so it's it's one and done. But I I thought he was cornpone, um, and and admittedly that's clouded by what I thought was an awesome uh, use of Quicksilver in the uh, the last X Men film. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know if I'm playing apples to apples there, I I think he fell short. But again, it is what it is. Um, if, can I just interject sure. for a second? I thought the character in that X Men movie was more exciting to 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 witness mm-hmm. but very much unlike the pietro we know yeah no that's I thought, true i thought the that's one true. in avengers was more along the line no, very fair. Fair. this was more yeah. in line with the pietro right that's that's fair uh, no, right. no argument there i i meant more just the way they represented his powers and, and that sort of thing right. um uh no no question about it um who else was 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 new to the film um uh well look i mean um while I have some issues with the way with which the logic of, of Ultron in this film, like I, I, for a, for a supreme super intelligence, I thought he was pretty dumb, but, but that said, uh, you know, Spader's awesome. I mean, they knew that you, we, you, we knew what we were getting with Spader and, yeah, and I thought right. for fact that he's just a voice, it's hard not to enjoy, uh, the, the gusto with which he put into being a voice actor. So, uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll give him props on that front. Um, you know, I can't complain there. Um, but, uh, you know, if any, you know, it's funny, if anything, as I think through this, I enjoyed the characterizations of the new characters a lot. And I guess, unlike you guys from the sound of it, I, I had much greater issue with what I thought to be the, uh, like the, some of the core characters being turned almost on their heads in terms of the way that they were portrayed in prior films. Like I, I thought the, the existing characters were almost made to be two dimensional this time around and the new ones were treated better. So I, it, it, I really have more of an issue with the existing characters than I did mm-hmm. the new characters. The, uh, well, and the, it, well, the ending, I wish we saw it the way it was originally intended to be seen by Whedon. He, he wanted Spider-Man and, and Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yep. Yeah. That yeah. would have been and, awesome because the, I thought it was so formulaic the way that they were like, all right, I'm out of here. Yeah, me too. All right. I'm see ya. And then it's like, all right, it's time for the new crew to come in. It just, it, it, uh, I, it would have been nice to have one or two, uh, characters there that we had not seen in the movie at all. That would have been I, really cool. I think that would have totally I, I changed agree. the, the, the ending, feel of the ending. Uh, but I guess no Spider-Man because the, uh, Sony thing. either, so. Well, oh, I see. Could have been anybody. It could have been, yes, but which we, which we that, have said. Yeah, that was the reason why there was no Captain Marvel because they haven't cast her yet. And I will talk to you guys about that after we're done. Ooh, you know Ooh. things. Ooh, he's probably more excited right there than he was for the whole. Movie. Yeah, he is. He will be. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, I, 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 I don't need to say this, but I'm not a feminist. You guys know that. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm, 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 a I'm a 40 year old dude, but I, I can't say that I disagree with some of the criticisms about the way that women, and in particular Black Widow, are portrayed in this film. Like. I- I thought Black Widow was made to look the fool. Like she was essentially step and fetch in this movie. Yeah. 
no, I don't. Sure. I don't agree with that. Oh, I think it's. I thought it was a joke. I, I, I thought they so marginalized her. I felt like the Black Widow from Iron Man versus the Black Widow from last film and, and Captain America. Like she, I mean, she, she, she. It's like he was. No, we. Uh, if I'm if I'm right, Whedon's gay, right? He's he's, he's no, he's married. Be, he's married. Okay. Well, because it seemed to me like he portrayed. He was like, "All right, ScarJo, since you are every man's fantasy, we are going to have you play every fantasy role in this film. You're going to be the the doting mommy caretaker to Hulk. You're going to be the sexy ingenue. You're going to be the. It's like she was every cliche. And and I mean, what in the fuck do we care if Natasha is in, infertile? Why in the fuck does that have to be in the movie? That made no be, sense be, whatsoever. No, it made perfect sense. It made sense. no be, sense. Be, no, be, no, she's see, a strong like, listen, woman. Strong women, strong, a strong woman in 2015 doesn't need to be, they, they, every man in, every hero, uh, male hero in these movies doesn't explain why they don't have time for kids. It's, 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 that, I, that was probably the most sexist thing I've ever seen in one of these films. She worked for a spy organization that demanded all ties with everyone other than so I wouldn't yourself. Even say the word, I wouldn't even use work. She was pretty much owned by she. All right. She was owned by them. So in order to, in order to reduce the number of dependents, yeah. she, she could have, or, or well, you're, you're, just, you're, to, you're just regurgitating back how she explained it in the film. That's my point. Why do we give a shit about that? Be, because it just reinforces the second class status, like, do men get their tubes tied when they join this organization? Probably not. Like, no one gives a shit that James Bond well, would was you around. Why that? And, if they're doing well, it I'm to just, all their agents, if I would imagine they sterilize the men too. But it, but it wasn't explicit. But I'm just well, saying. I didn't in, see any men. In, in in genre, in the sp- in the in the in the genre, the, James Bond sleeps with everyone. No one bats an eye. But. Women are de- in this version. Women are demanded in this organization that they have what probably was a hysterectomy, so they cannot. You know, go ahead. You, you can't produce it. You can't fulfill something that that you're biologically designed for. Right. Exactly. You know, it it, it so made, her, uh, made her a victim instead of what she's. She's not a victim. She's a trained badass killing machine. She's James Bond in a female body. James Bond isn't a victim. He's he he makes the choices he makes because it's part of his work, which he loves. She's awesome at what she does. If she doesn't have but kids, she, it's because she, she's making the choice. She doesn't want to have kids because she's a fucking kick-ass killing agent. It has nothing to do because she can't have but kids. She, but, I want make, because, but then that's why they also showed the softer side at, at the farm where she, she isn't, uh, she's not cold and doesn't want children. She can't have children now. So yeah, if she, she wanted to be a kick-ass spy, but then eventually, you know what? I'm going to give up being a spy because I want to raise a kid. She doesn't have that option now. And, and it's just, it, I get why it would be it would be referenced. I get why she would, and, and she's also trying to relate to Bruce at the same time and and let him know that you things that you do that aren't of your own doing. And it, it I felt that I didn't feel like it was shoehorned or you were hit over the head with it. It just it as far as with everything else that was going on in the movie, I didn't I didn't see. That it was too out of place, or or just or or where the hell did that come from? I did not have that reaction. But she, it took it probably took strength for her to choose because whether or not you know she's in this organization and she probably would have been killed had she not make made a decision. Sure. But she's very resourceful. I'm sure she could have at least made an attempt to get out of it. But she chose to be sterilized, just like she chose 
and it was heavily implied that she chose to take a life. Yes, I don't know if I even use the word chose. You, she would have if you don't if you don't go through this. You're basically going to die. That's what I get from this. And, and, and it also, and it goes back, it's all connected. It goes back to Agent Carter where we were shown kind of just how long, how old this type of organization is. And it's, um, they don't, they don't treat little girls well. And, and you're there, you serve, they, they take orphans, someone with no connection, no family, and they train these little girls. To do things, to get close, because you're not, you know, if you're a bunch of soldiers running through a town and you see a little girl with a balloon, you're not going to think twice because why would a little girl try to kill me? But that's what they're trained to do. Right. So she is, she is cold. She is, she had to break out of that and, and Clint helped her like she was talking to Loki in the first movie, you know, with the whole red in my ledger and Clint kind of got her away from that and, and, and yep. it, it just, it all made sense to me. Since we're talking about strength in regard to Natasha, and and Jason has issue with the the mommy role that she played with with the Hulk, did a male character walk up to the Hulk? It took it took a fucking Hulkbuster armor for Tony to try and go up against the Hulk. Yet she saunters up to a Hulk who is enraged and. No armor, nothing, nothing between her and the Hulk except that spandex or leather, whatever it is, jumpsuit. That is an incredibly brave thing to do. You're talking strength. She is risking, (laughs) she's risking everything. You see brave. I see ridiculous for that exact reason. Like they, they relegated her from this amazing counter agent who in other films was interrogating people in any way she could to get them information to being the, uh, the, the, essentially the tonic to his rage, like the, 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 oh, come here, sweetie, let me touch my hand and I'll make it all better. Like, that's crazy. Like, it doesn't, like, when have we ever seen that portrayal of the Hulk, especially with Black Widow of all things? Like, it doesn't, it makes no sense to me. Like, it's so out of character for her. And I, I, uh, I, I, my least favorite thing in this film was the Hulk and, and Natasha angle. Like, I, I, I thought that was so shoehorned out of some obligation obligation to have some kind of relationship in the film and i just didn't i didn't understand it like when she's like let's run away together it's like really like really dude like of all like come on let's run away like oh man i i i just my girl scarjo got played like a fool in this film one one we don't know what happened in between the first and second movies if anything, but I'm sure the, 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 the germ of, uh, we can assume that they have had some kind of relations in between the two movies, but the, 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 whatever. But there's a precedent for her relating to Banner. She's the one who brought him in in the first place, in the first movie. Right. They, they have a history. So why not capitalize on that to produce more storylines? Like, I, I'm guessing, and this is just a hunch, but... I'm thinking that the Scarlet Witch, those chaos-based magic powers, are going to have some kind of play with Natasha in the future. Just like um, the Scarlet Witch did on herself that made her able to bear kids with the vision, I'm thinking they're going to flip the script. So we're going to get a a pregnant Prego Black Widow living happily ever after? You never know. It could produce some. No, no, not 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 happily ever after. It can produce. You can make new characters out of this. You, we we can get a you know, a little Hulk. That would be cool. Oh, 
I don't know. I'm just saying. But it, 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 I don't think you should just dismiss it, dismiss the whole thing because. Well, I, it, if, if, by the way, I, you, as I'm sure you're aware, it's been there's been a lot of brouhaha over um, this. Yeah. And, and and normally I would dismiss it out of hand, but but I like with many things I at least try and read the, the criticism before I have an opinion. And I actually read some of the criticism and I thought, you know what? That's exactly how I felt. And I'm a and I'm a four year old man, so I I can't say that they're off base for feeling that way because I definitely during the whole movie was like. This is not Natasha. And, and it's not like, again, it's not like to me they made a choice to change her character. This is not the Natasha we've seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe to this point. Like, they they literally changed her character from everything we've seen of her before this, and it didn't make sense to me. Same actress, same costume, same role, in the, but but a completely different character with different motivations, different sensibilities, and a, and, and a far less powerful position. But again, you know, we'll just have to agree to disagree on that. I just, I, yeah. to me, that rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and, the, the other thing I, I will say is again, and this is just a formulaic thing. Um, I I would like to have had them give what whatever they were going to choose to make the big end world ending moment. I I wish it wasn't what they chose because the first movie was essentially all about them trying to save the world by making something fall out of the sky, and then it's like, all right, we're going to be different this time, guys. This time. We're going to save the world by preventing something from falling out of the sky. And it's like, wow, dude, you really fucking flipped the script. You really flipped the script on this one. It's like, I, I was like, really? So, okay. So in the last one, we were just praying that we could get the helicarriers out of the sky. Now it's like, oh, we can't let this thing fall or else. So I just, I don't know. It just felt like they, they, there's a trillion different ways they could have had Ultron get ready to end the world. And it's like, I don't you, know. You like would have a giant rock falling from the sky just didn't seem very original. Con, con, considering that it's just a mirror image of Avengers, the first movie, so you would have rather he got the nuclear codes. Well, that's another issue. I mean, like how, he couldn't get the nuclear codes. Like, <laughs> like what? Like Jarvis, no, Jarvis no, but it's like it's like Jarvis was protecting them. Yeah, yeah no, I know. I, I, the dude can go anywhere on the internet at any moment, recreate himself, um, has sentience, and somehow can't get nuclear codes from anywhere in the whole world where there'd be nuclear launch codes from how many different countries like it just uh, that again that's one of those like when you're going to give up uh, being like ultron certain powers you you got to play fair with what he can or can't do and at times in the movie he was essentially god and omnipotent and other times he was completely fallible and i again it just seemed very uh and i i by the way, that's how he is in the comics too. That's just why it's it's never actually never been one of my favorite villains because he's basically unstoppable in every iteration until they stop him. They oh. need, yeah. And then it's like okay, mm-hmm. and then he disappears and he comes back again, you know, because he never really can die. Um, and, and that's fine. I think that's. I mean, that's that's fine. where he's. I think when he couldn't get the codes, that's when he started to really wig out. He started to become erratic. Well, and what was his motivation? Like, at, at times he's like. All right, I, uh, I I'm going to destroy all humanity, and then at other times he's like, well, I need to make humanity evolve. Well, which is it? Like, what do you want to do? I mean, do you want to evolve humanity or do you want to destroy humanity? Well, he wanted to destroy it in order for to wipe That's the slate, right. just to get something new to start a new race. But then you're not evolving humanity; you're evolving the world. Well, by his logic, you are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I just had another thought about how do you all feel about um, Vision being able to pick up the hammer? That was great. <laughs> I love that whole thing with the. I, I, we, any. I'm all right. I am glad that um, any of the hints that I, after the first trailer, um, 
or the first extended scene after the after party when they're all palling around with the hammer. They, uh, we've all seen Cap slightly move it and, and Thor have that look of worry or concern and then, uh, move on. And that actually, I, I really dug the whole, um, side jokes with that and the whole thing about the elevator and I got a kick out of that and and the fact that Vision just turns around and, and, and hands it to him I thought that was pretty cool The uh but I'm glad that all, all the trailers that we've seen or, or whatever ideas you may have had as far as Vision and Scarlet Witch being inhuman, which they're not or, or just the uh um whether it was Tony that uh, invented Jarvis when, because everything was pointing signs to that. It's it's Jarvis is his AI and here he is. Uh, Vision comes of that, but Hank Pym is in the Ant-Man movie and there's no Hank Pym creating Ultron. So how does, um, yeah, how do these things get created and and whatever thoughts you may have had before the movie, I I think they did a good enough job in in kind of um, not fooling you, but just keeping, keeping things as, Unguessable. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad I went in knowing as little as possible, um, without really any, too many preconceived notions, but I, I got a kick out of, uh, out of vision and the hammer. I don't, I, I don't haven't really quite wrapped my head around the whole thing yet, but I, 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 I did laugh when it happened. Well, I think it was done just to convince Thor that the, the, the gem is in good hands. Yeah, he did, he did, which, yeah, which he kind of explained at the, um, cause it's, it's, it was, uh, it was a conversation that happened at the end and whether or not, um, it all, no, yeah, I'd agree with you that, yeah, it was, it, it basically yeah. did appease Thor. Which, and, and Thor's appeasal convinced Cap and Tony that it was okay. Right. But this is not the last word. If 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 Jason wants to, you know, come back, that's fine. Um, on Natasha again, while it's relatively safe to cozy up to Matt Murdock, I mean, yeah, he's probably going to break your heart. There's there's very little risk in that. But to cozy up to the Hulk, a broken heart is one thing. She can end up with broken bones, or and and probably death. So I don't know. I just see that that whole relationship is just strength. I mean, look at Planet Hulk. It does not take a weak woman to to you. You have to make sacrifices when you, so to speak, slip under the sheets with the Hulk. And I just think, I, I think it just reinforces the fact that that Natasha's made of really strong stuff. That's just yeah. No, take. I mean, look, uh, you know, obviously, you're not you're not alone. It's it's not like uh, there's a, a right or wrong here. It's just the perception of it. I, 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 uh, I, I think in a vacuum, sure. I mean, someone choosing to be with with Banner, I mean, has to be a strong woman. But I, I, I think with the way in, with which they depicted it and the way with which they tried to make her have a connection to him was, um, okay, wasn't to my to my liking, so to speak. All right. Um, but yeah, we're on this, but no, but, but I will say this. I mean, I, I, again, I mean, there, there's a lot, there's a lot to like in the film, you know, but, but just for me, it was, it was the, the Bendis-esque middle and the Whedon-esque jokes. Like, I think some of the jokes are great. I mean, like the, when they're at the dinner party or the, you know, the after party and they're all trying to pick up the hammer, that's freaking great. Like, cause they're chilling right there, you know, but 
in the midst of the battle, like I don't like to me, Thor shouldn't be a cut up. Like I, I don't like he's he's an he's a god. Like he should be funny by almost because he's a straight man. Like he says things that are funny because he doesn't even realize he's saying them because he's not really like in touch with 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 our humor or pop culture. Um, like he shouldn't be like cutting jokes or like busting up. I, I so I, I just thought like th- there's. I think Whedon's generally very good about that. And I just, again, for me, I thought there were a few too, there was a few too many of the funnies in this movie. Um, you know, I want Spider-Man to be funny during battles. I, I don't, that's him. I, I don't, I don't think, I mean, you know, I've read 400 Cap, Captain America comics. He, he doesn't make jokes during battle. Like he's a soldier. So like to me, that's not that Tony Stark makes jokes in battle. Uh, you know, Cap doesn't, Thor doesn't. Uh, Black Widow damn sure doesn't. So I just thought, like, like the problem with Whedon's jokes to me when they don't work is that everybody sounds like Joss Whedon. Like, they all have the same sense of humor. And, like, that would never happen in real life. They all would have different senses of humor. Some wouldn't be very funny. And in this movie, everybody was, would, was hilariously witty. And that's, that doesn't hold true. Like, Tony should be the witty guy. You know, like, cause that's who he is. You know, Clint every now and then, sure. But, but the rest of those dudes are not very funny. Like Bruce Banner's not funny at all, like no, he's, in he's any awkward. way, shape, or form. Yeah, he's awkward, right? He's not. He's not a funny dude. He doesn't joke. Cap doesn't joke. Like Cap is not. He's leaving know. the room. He's like a man. He's like Cap doesn't. He doesn't so joke. you know, and again, that's a Whedon thing. You take it or leave it. Um, uh, and I will say, by the way, I expect the third film. Well, I guess there's it's two part. The infinite is going to be phenomenal. And I'm really excited about the new directors. I think those guys are... Oh, they kicked ass with Civil... Uh, with yeah, the Winter Soldier. Exactly. To me, I mean, for me, just for... I think Avengers is still my favorite just because, again, it's the, that, that giddiness of the first time seeing it on screen. But I, I would think this that second Captain America film, from a pure filmmaking standpoint, probably would stand as the one I would say is the best made film. So I, I'm, I'm super excited for what he's going to bring. Um and, you know, one thing I'd love to hear a filmmaker talk about, there's this strange thing, and I guess it must have to do with the graphics processing power of CGI. You know, we've come so far with CGI, but every now and then, it seems like when you have a really complex CGI scene involving a lot of motion, it starts to look fake again. Like, and, and, um, like, you notice it a lot in the Spider-Man films, when he's flying around battling, you start to feel almost like the character is rubber. And I, I, that happened in the opening sequence of this. There was so much action going along that the characters, you could tell it was CGI. It did, yeah. it, you could tell it wasn't. And again, that's not really, I mean, that's, that's in all CGI movies, but I, I, I'm just more curious about the technical limitations of CGI. Like, why is it that in certain instances, is it just the computing power for movement? Is it that when you have too many things on the screen moving at once, it's hard to, to uh, render it to look totally real? Like, I don't, I don't know why that is, cause, you know, most of the time it looks so real these days. I mean, it looks, you, you wouldn't, including in this movie, like most 99% of the time the film looks, you, you can't tell that what's computer generated and what's not other than that, you know, you may know it's computer generated because such a thing doesn't exist in the tangible world. But, but every now and then, and in this case, the opening scene of this film, you can like, it's, it, you can really see it look fake. And I don't know why that is. It's gotta be some kind of limitation with the processing of this stuff. But I, if anybody knows yeah. that, like that listens to the show, that's, involved in the biz i would love to understand just as a tech geek why on occasion you can tell when something cgi all right i'm guessing and i'm you know 
the the dudes in the in the forum and on the on the Facebooks that are involved in the movie industry can better flesh this out. But I'm guessing that it's concessions that they sometimes have to make for the sake of expediency. Mm. Like when you when you think about it, there's only what a year and a half, two years between the Avengers movies, right? Wasn't there about two there years two, between 2012. 2012 and then 2015? All right, so so say like two and a half years. It it takes a lot of time to render these things. Mm-hmm. So so I'm guessing just to get it out, they maybe reduce the polygon count on certain things. I don't, I okay. don't even know, but I'm, I'm I, I would I would guess that it's just for the sake of of expediency. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it that, again to your argument it doesn't make sense to rush the opening scene. Like that, yeah, so you would saying, think like, that, that would think, be the I one. Since they rushed it, right? Because I mean, it was a pretty intense scene and. Uh, a lot going on like i like I, so I, I don't know I, again that's not i don't want that to, that's not in my list of i just was curious about it because i i felt like you know again you know what i'm talking about like it, it's um it's like the lego you could tell too in uh in the hobbits like in the there's certain scenes like in particular when legolas and tariel are are tariel tamarill what i forget her name the, the one they made up for uh for, for the hobbit yeah, exactly. Evangeline. There's scenes where they're both hopping around, uh, particularly in the barrel scene. And same thing. You can all of a sudden you can tell that they're totally 100 percent CGI created yeah. versions of them. So I don't know. I, I guess maybe. Yeah, just it's curiosity. Yeah, it, it's, it, it was almost noticeable right from the beginning when they did the group shot when they were um, going into the castle. And, yeah. And they're all, you know, on. Hawkeye's uh, shooting the arrow and Cap's on the exactly, motorcycle yeah. and, and yeah, even I mean, why is why, why is Captain America's face CGI? Hulk, sure, but I mean, we don't need every. And it was a cool freeze frame moment. I'm sure it's going to be on a bunch of people's wallpaper, but it it was yeah, it, the the animation was a little. Um, but that said, the Cap Cap jumping <laughs> off his bike and heaving it over his to the that was, that was sick. <laughs> that was sick. I was like, yeah. that's strong. That is a strong move. You know, Thor hitting the cap's shield was awesome. Oh, uh, you know, very cool. Uh, you know, lots of cool stuff like that for sure. It was cool when, uh, in that scene with the, with Thor's hammer and they were having fun and, and, uh, and cap budges it. Yep. Like that was cool, you know, so, uh, you know, no, I mean, uh, you know, there were definitely like, like for as much as I detested the, the cabin scene, I, I loved that party scene. Like I thought that was great. Like I, I just, them all hanging out was great. And like even uh, Don Cheadle telling the joke. Oh, and, and it bombing with balloon. everybody. <laughs> and then he tells it to the other, the random people, and they're loving it. And he's like, looks around, like, I'm yeah, back. that's right. <laughs> like stuff like that is great. Like, see, it's funny. Like, I, I, I generally consider myself a big Whedon fan. I loved Buffy, like the, the passion. And it's like moments like that when I think he's so good. Like when he's he's just skating this this edge of this razor's edge of of characterization. And in those moments, I love him to death. And want to give him a big bear hug. And and then it's like, but then sometimes he gives a little too far afield for me. But you know, it is. Look, I, this was a solid B for me. You know, versus what I was hoping to be an A plus. And admittedly, expectations play a role because I, I love the first one so much, and I've been looking for so forward to this, like like so many of us. And I I just thought that there would be no chance that there wouldn't be just pure joy and unbridled excitement from start to finish. So you know, in in a way, I'm I'm, I'm feeling like a spurned lover. Ah. Uh. Well, this film more so than the first one, I sat there, um, and especially like the opening sequence and the part in the church where they're defending and they're all in, in the church and shit's flying around all over the place. And I thought, holy crap, what a great time to be alive because this, this is the Avengers. This is, this is what I, I 
I take out of the comics when I read them. And someone, a, a lot of someones, have actually managed to get that that feeling and put it on on the screen. And I, I was just I was just amazed. I was like, this this is the Avengers. Cool. Yeah. And my understanding, by the way, because I know some people were. Uh, I think the plan as I, as I've read it, and you can tell me guys if you've read differently, but is that, yeah, most of these guys are going to be gone for the first part of Infinity War, but that the idea is essentially that in the fourth film, um, you know, once the kind of the new crew gets, kind of gets their asses handed to them a little bit, that we get all of them back for the fourth, where it's, it's them plus, you know, it's, it's, we get like a giant Avengers assemble to kind of take on things. That's cool. So that would be yeah, cool. yeah, because it's gonna be it's gonna be old Avengers, new Avengers, and the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's gonna be right. fucking insane. It is, <laughs> and and I will say too, again, because I I, I want to play fair here, because I I did see some people complain about the like, oh, they're doing the swap on us. That doesn't bother me at all, because again, if you're an Avenger, I, I, if you're an Avengers fan, man, like as you guys know, my one of my favorite reasons I love the Avengers is the roll call. Like nothing pleases me more than than when I was a kid and I'd pick up another issue of the Avengers and it would be like time for a new team, like. That makes me all sorts of giddy. So I'm all for swapping out the team members. That that's fine by me. Like I have no issue with that. And 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 frankly, this is just like the comics, right? Because he'd like wake, you know, you get one issue, you'd, you'd have a team next issue. We could be like, oh, so and so, and you know, uh, Janet and Hank are going to go be work on their marriage. Oh, and uh, uh, you know, and 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 Tony's off working on his uh, research lab, and and Thor's in Asgard. So here's we need seven new members. All right, let's go, let's do a roll call. You know, so somebody call Rom. Yeah. So. I'll, <laughs> So I'm all for that. You know, that was cool. Uh, I'm, I'm digging that for sure. And, uh, you know, Black Panther, look, I mean, Andy Serkis is claw. I can get behind that too. Dude, that's awesome. I mean, that's, that's all kinds of yeah. cool. I mean, no question about that. And, uh, Planet Hulk could be freaking out. Awesome. I mean, that could be amazing. I, I, you know, I wonder if Vince, they're going to like, that seems like a budget buster, right? That would do. Uh, yeah. I mean, if they do it right, sure. Yeah. yeah. I guess now that they're be Disney a, under the Disney umbrella, they can, they can spend yeah. more than they, they spent. Outside of the, I don't know. Well, when when this one goes 1.5 billion, then they're going to be like, okay, do what you want. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It actually got, I mean, it did quite well, second best ever, but but it didn't it didn't meet expectations because uh, I guess a lot of they're blaming the Mayweather fight. The, 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 yeah, there's that. Yeah. yeah, which is funny. Yeah, have, you wouldn't think too many people would there'd be that much of an overlap between the people that want to see the Avengers Open Ignite and. And those that wanted to watch a Floyd Mayweather fight. But, you know, I, I guess that makes some sense. I mean, I watched the fight, and I'm one of the people that wanted to see the movie. So I guess there's some truth to that. But I saw it on yeah. Sunday, so it's not like it kept me from seeing the film. Right. I, I take issue with this whole expectation bullshit. Like, with corporations, you're expected to do better every quarter. Like you're expected well, yeah. to, I mean, that's, to compound. Like, I'm not it's, saying it's, it's un- fair, but that that is no. It's it's an unnatural expectation. Sure. No, it, I, I no no argument there. But I mean, it's the end of this. How my line of, that is my line of work. It it right. is it is uh, it, it is both a reality of of things, and I'm not su- suggesting for a second it's fair, but it is the reality. Right. So. Uh, we mentioned Daredevil, uh, Mr. Wood. If you would toot sweet, get up on Seriously? that, so we can start talking about. Well, it. I'm through eight uh, nine episodes. Oh, you, yeah, but the thing we want to talk about comes towards the end. All right, all right. I mean, cool, cool. It's been great so far. A stick, though, right? Yeah. Stick off the <laughs> David. Yeah, stick. How about stick? Stick, though. Stick, though. Uh, uh, that's what you can talk about. Uh, all right. Now, help me out here, because uh, I uh, – did we – in the comics, did we get Kingpin's origin? 
Oh. It's, I mean, we've had Jason Aaron tell a Kingpin origin in, Did uh, he? I don't in, in, it was in, it was in the Punisher Max. It was in the last Punisher. Oh, I might not have read that. I mean, I own it, but I might not have, I might have, it might have been a Regina that I just jumped back into the next front of the I mean, we've, we have drifts and drifts. There's, oh, and in, um, balls. Was it in, uh, if Miller didn't explicitly delineate, he he heavily yeah there was some because he did yeah he he um in Man Without Fear they kind of they don't show his his upbringing but it's um you know as far as him moving up from being like a lieutenant to kind of taking over um that's that's shown. In, in Man Without Fear, but as far as mm-hmm. what you see with with Bill Fisk and Vote for Me and Rigoletto and stuff like that, I don't. I, I'd have to really go back and, and look through some books to see if right how 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 borrowed I, that was. And again, I, I and guess we should say spoil. I because I, I haven't seen the whole thing much to your guys' chagrin, but I will say in terms of since we are talking about through episode nine, I I I adore the way that they're portraying the Kingpin physically in the sense that you know. <laughs> In the comics, he's, he's oftentimes not quite ever, you know, he, he's conveyed almost to be like metahuman, right? Like he's, like he's, he's so big and, and it's sometimes they've even, I mean, depending on the, but, but it's been implied that he's super strong or, and in this, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio is not that guy, but man, when he, when he gets pissed, he, he sure is close to it. He's right. He's mm-hmm. as close in this world where there aren't that many superhumans. He's as close to being superhumanly vicious and strong as, as it gets. I mean, when he's, Beating the shit out of Murdoch. That's impressive stuff. I mean, it is. Yeah. So, or or crushing somebody in a, in a with a car door. Oof. Yeah, Oof. that was the most yeah. unpleasant. Yeah, it was. Uh, I actually felt bad awesome. because I've been watching the show with with Colin and Jackson. And, oh, <laughs> and you know, well, Colin's. I mean, Colin. By the way, Colin has now read up through the twenty. Uh, the twenty. What was it? The last one. The twenty third trade paperback of Walking Dead. Whatever one just arrived, either 23 or 24, he's like a full three trades ahead of me in The Walking Dead. He's fully caught up on The Walking Dead, but he's been fine with it. But, but in the, um, the episode with Kingpin's origin, um, our, uh, our babysitter had, has been watching it and, and kind of forewarned that, that episode eight, uh, eight or nine of whatever one was Kingpin's origin, um, was very, very violent. And, you know, as a for, as a forewarning to maybe not, have the kids watch it, but they've been watching it. So I, so I let them watch it. And like, I look over and during the scenes where Fisk is doing his thing on his dad, like Jax is like hiding under the blanket. And then I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm like, I, I'm like he probably shouldn't be watching this. I'm like, I'm a bad dad. Like, Mission accomplished. I know. <laughs> I know. Yes. Hey, um, let's move on a little bit because we, we chewed up a lot yeah. of time with, with Avengers free comic book day. Ooh. Yes. Yes. How you you were you were giddy. You were giddy, bro. At at, at the 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 wonder uh, expressed by your kids. Yeah, I mean, so I, I don't generally for whatever reason, free comic day usually doesn't work out for us. It's always this this part of the year, and my kids all play lacrosse, and generally we're we're doing lacrosse all day. It's just never we've never had a window where we've had enough hours during the Saturday to go ahead and do it. So. For some reason, the stars aligned this year, and it just became clear to me as I looked at our schedule that, um, you know, we had like a good four or five hour window in between, uh, stuff and that, uh, 
that, so I said, let's, let's try and do the free comic book day. And, and since we had never done it before, they were kind of like, oh, I don't know, this is going to be boring. Like, you just going to sit there and look at comics while we stand around. And, uh, I was like, no, 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 you know. And, uh, so using the free comic book day search app, we ended up going to three stores. Um, we went to, um, funny books, comics and stuff in Lake Hiawatha. Uh, and then we went to Fat Moose in Whippany, New Jersey, and then we finished it off with Zap Comics in Wayne, New Jersey. And I will give two of them a big thumbs up and one of them the gas face. Um, <laughs> the first one, Funny Books and Stuff, uh, not, by the way, never been to any of these stores before. Um, Funny Books and Stuff uh, was a real small store, um, like Vince, by way of like reference, smaller than, like, remember Wild Pig? Smaller mm-hmm. than that, even. Ooh. Very small, like o- like almost like like mall outcove type small. But really clean, um, almost no back issues. It was essentially a store with really well organized, uh, single issues, um, like they, they were organized by, by, by publishers. So they had an awesome image section right next to the cash register and everything. But, but since it was a small store, they had tents set up outside. They had characters. They had a Wolverine, a Spider-Man. Um, they had a rogue and, uh, and the deal was five comics for every person. So we could get up to 20, you know, take your pick. Uh, you don't have to buy anything. And, um, you know, I, I, I bought some stuff at each place just cause I feel like that's kind of the right thing to do just cause you know, the, just to show some love, but, but cool experience. And we got a bunch there and then, um, and then we rolled to fat moose and that place, I almost didn't even see it cause I, I was following the GPS and, and I, like I drove past it twice cause I didn't see it. Finally, I, I realized what well, it was it's on the top floor of this, like a second floor of this industrial complex. Ah, uh, like Midtown. Yeah, so so I rolled up in there and and it was like this rickety old beaten up stair and it kind of looked shady. But then you get up top and it's this humongous place, um, much more old school in the way you think of an LCS and that it's kind of a little bit musty, you know, like old busted up shelves. But you know, but great selection, tons of back issues, tons of collectibles, tons of hardcovers. I mean, really huge selection of stock. Um, and they had. Pretty much from the look of it, every single free comic book day from every, like they had the gold, the silver, the bronze. They had, wow. they had copies of everything. And same thing, everyone could take, you know, every person could take five comics. Uh, and they had creators. Um, I didn't see all the creators because it was really packed in that area of the store. But as I'm looking through the books trying to figure out what my boys wanted, I look over and who's there but Tom Rainey. So nice. oh. chatted up with him a little bit. He remembered us and, uh, he was actually doing a sketch for guys. So we just, we just caught up. Turns out we're almost neighbors. We live like, town a town over from each other small world but um so that was a real cool place and they were having pretty decent sales they were having like 25 percent off uh everything in the store um wall books were like 30 percent off and statues were 50 percent off so they had pretty good deals um and then we went to zap which is by far the the biggest and uh most well decorated of the stores i mean this one was more akin to a, like a modern store really well lit you know, very well laid out and everything, but, uh, they get the gas face because we got there around one thirty in the afternoon and they didn't have any free comics. They said they ran out and like, that's crazy to me. Like, I don't like, I don't know. Like, I mean, again, maybe is what it is, but, but they ran out of comic free comics. So it was kind of a bust. Now, luckily for us, we had already been to two places and pretty much cleaned house. So we didn't really need free comics, but I'm sure lots of people just went there as their one place and then, you know, likely came up short. So, um, but the kids loved it. I mean, I put some pictures on Facebook, but I think we came away with 35 free comics. Um, and then I bought the kids a bunch of other stuff like 
like, you know, kids comics for, they had like kids comics on sale for a buck at uh, the first place. So we got like all the gumball cause they love that cartoon, all the gumball comics, uh, some uncle grandpa comics, which I hate that TV show, but they liked it. <laughs> oh no. How could you oh, hate, hate that so show? Um, got a couple teen it. Titans go trades, um, which are great. Nice. The boys love that. I've been reading that to holy at night. Um, so yeah, really, really fun experiences as, as Dap noticed. Cause he loves the, uh, Jackson got a, um, an, a, a blue, like a, an X-Men, uh, an X-Men uniform Deadpool, um, uh, what do you guys call those things? The, uh, the Funko Final Pops. Pop. Yeah, the Pops. Um, so yeah, man, real, real fun experience. I, I have to say, like, I don't know that just given the fact that this is the first year we've ever had a window, I, I, I doubt we'll be able to make this an annual occurrence, but, uh, it was a real positive experience. And I will say that all three of the stores were super packed with people, a lot of energy, and you could definitely tell from, the crowd and the conversations that there were lots of people that weren't regulars to comic stores, which is great because you know, get, get a kid in there for the first time and it could create a new fan for life. So, so I feel like it's having its desired effect at least to some degree. So that's pretty cool. So you did it too, right Vince? I did. I took uh, two of my three to uh, the, the usual stomping grounds, comics on the green in Scranton. And the place was jammed. Nice. Completely wall to wall people. I think, uh, Dave had 30% off hardcovers and trades and 50% off back issues. Uh, I'm telling you, if you were getting Kaboom comics for a buck a piece, man, I would have cleaned house because they're, they're $4 books. Yes. Yeah. If you got gum, Gumball and, mm-hmm. and, uh, Uncle Grandpa for a buck, yep. man. But, uh, it was, uh, three free comics per person. I got, um, Secret Wars Zero. Which I would like to talk about a little bit. Did you read that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, well, okay. I kind of like skimmed through it. I wouldn't say read it really. Yeah. Um, I, the, the free, um, the hip hop family tree three in one. Oh, yeah. oh my, my, I read that thing like four times already. It's massive. It, he, Pisker is magic to get me introduced, uh, it, it, like excited about hip hop. I, I know, like you're, you're well aware of this. The, the, the high points to me, public enemy, Run DMC. I know the high points. Everything else is a mystery to me. And I find it completely engrossing. I can't get enough of it. Nice. And, uh, Dash Shaw's contribution was great too, but I have to say, Mr. Shaw looked like a second stringer compared to Mr. Piscor. But any, but anyway. Them's flight um, and, and, and I got, uh, the Phantom, which uh, I would prefer not to talk about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the and kids did you grabbed... purposely pick ones that you knew weren't coming in a DCBS order? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, and the kids grabbed um, the Dynamite Bob's Burgers, which was awesome. Yeah, okay. and I love that. I love that show. Uh, the, the the staple SpongeBob. Mia got the uh, um, Attack on Titan. Um, and I, I think Kodansha did a nice little yeah, a little manga. Yeah, re- really thick uh, manga volume. Vince, uh, not to um, but but Colin, we get back in there kind of you know they're doing the whole inventory you know of like everything that we got. And I'm like, uh, coming out of the bathroom and Colin's like, dad, is this comic backwards? <laughs> <laughs> so I had to explain to him the concept of manga. <laughs> but go ahead. Sorry. We had a fun time. Um, and, and you know, the kids walked away with free books. I bought some, some stuff as well. Like we, we always like to throw money during the free comic book day. I get two issues of Dr. Spectre that I was missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a DC comics presents with, um, Superman meets Commandy. And I have a beat, beat up comic, uh, copy of that. I think, um, uh, Tomcat gave it to me back in the day. Um, Tom Caters. 
so I got a Minty Mint version, uh, which I, I forgot was was drawn by Alex Saviak. Huh. Yeah. And uh, what else did I pick up? Um, one more. Um, oh, the Frank Thorne, the first issue of the Ribbit series mm-hmm. from uh, Kamiko. Great stuff. But uh, I, I want to talk about this Secret Wars Zero. Okay. It's going to be Marvel Summer event, so logically, it, it you know it makes sense that you would try to uh, instigate some enthusiasm for uh, the the event with your free comic book day volume. And, and I think uh, this did the opposite for me. I, I thought it was a whiff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically Valeria addressing the uh, Future Foundation with her take on the whole situation. Um, in, in essence, we're screwed and we have to vacate the planet because there's no way we're going to get around this. And it, there, there's, there's recap pages encompassing, um, the Illuminati and when Cap screws up with the gauntlet and messes, uh, you know, destroys it and what the Illuminati, uh, what they had to resort to, to just to, to stay alive. Uh, also, Axis is, is recapped to a certain extent. I, I just thought it was, it was, it was rote. It was by the numbers. It, it didn't tell you too much of what is to come, but just enough to, to, to instill the fact that this is a, a major deal going down if, if Valeria, pretty much one of the smartest characters in the Marvel Universe, realizes that it's a no-win scenario and we just have to get out. Mm-hmm. And to, to back it up, they reprinted the uh, Avengers uh, Attack on Titan crossover uh, from Brutus magazine. I already had the magazine, so it was nothing new yeah. to me. I mean, shame on me. I mean, that that's my bad because I already had it. But if I didn't have it, it, it it's cool. And it's it, the best part, of course, is Spider-Man, Kraken Wise. But... Uh, all in all, I, I don't think it was of major import. It, it was it was basically um, a no show. Did you feel the same way? I did. David. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead, Jason. And, no, I, I was going to say I did, which is why I skimmed through it. I, I guess I went in though thinking it would be a. Uh, I mean, I feel like these uh, free comic book day, both for Marvel and DC, zero issues are almost always just essentially a. Uh, let me catch all you fools up on what you missed for right. the last year so that we can get you ready for the event type of thing. And, mm-hmm. and, and I guess like it makes sense why they would do that, but maybe the old curmudgeon to me says, is there really a point in that? Because who's going to buy an event if, if you're not into the universe, right? I mean, like, do, like, and I know we're going to have 10 people say to me, Oh, I remember I, you know, I didn't read comics and I jumped on an event. Like I realize that's the case, but then again, are you like, it's circular logic. I mean, if, if you're going to be a guy who, or girl, or girl who's trying an event for the first time, are you really seeking out the, the zero issue on free comic book day? Probably not. And so then if, but then most of us that are going to be, you know, are, we're already aboard. So the recap doesn't do much for us. So I don't know. I kind of feel like they're, they're not as useful as they think they are, but I, I understand why they think they're useful. I'm just not sure they really are. And, uh, I'm assuming that those who haven't read the uh, Attack on Titan crossover are probably scratching their heads because it ends in a cliffhanger. I mean, I, it was originally constructed that way and originally, you know, printed in Brutus magazine. The Guardians of the Galaxy show up at the end and it, the, the, the story just ends. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, I knew that because I've read it before. But imagine coming into this fresh, and and it and it's a pretty exciting story. It's 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 fun in all the right places, but you're 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 pouring through this this beautiful art and this you know fun story, and then the guardians pop up. All right, and it just ends. Like it's crazy to me. Like that that I knew they I know they probably put it in here to fill out the rest of the page count instead of you know probably paying someone else to do a new story or or you know cobbling together a recap that takes work as well they just okay we got this cool attack on titan thing let's just print that but it it serves no purpose other than you know for what it is it doesn't go anywhere it just ends it's just strange choice i don't know uh, aside from the cover i, I whatever it, it, the cover's amazing Mm-hmm. The rap, the rap, the rap around by Alex Ross. For sure. It's, it's, it, I was, I was very let down by this issue. I, I guess I should have expected it like yourself. I, I wasn't, um, it, the art was a little, um, by the numbers, right? Yeah, very much so. And, and it's not, it, it's not a recap in the sense that I thought it, it was. It is, it, it's based, it, it's Val beating the rest of the team into, uh, doing what, what she wants them to do and, um, after reading, well, I read Secret Wars number one before I read the Zero issue. Um, it nothing in the Zero issue really kind of what's your appetite for? No, for the event and and which I mean it could have been a guidebook, it could have been a a uh, an Ohatmu type thing where you know listen these are some of the main players, but it's just it's um no and and. It, I haven't. I'm behind on Avengers World. I'm not. I'm not caught up. I'm a few issues behind. But I don't remember the last time we saw Val in Time Runs Out, leading up to the. I mean, she she showed up because Reed went to when when they found out that they were out of time. Reed went to go and and to see her at um, Castle Doom, and and it was just that I think was the last time I saw. Any of these kids. I haven't seen Alex Power in, in, in months. And mm-hmm. ex- ex- exactly. So, Which, and, and we, we, um, Hickman's tenure with the Fantastic Four, it makes sense. It was years ago. That, that, but right. But, but it, in terms of if, if the goal is to downplay with an eye on phasing out the Fantastic Four, Using their kids <laughs> to usher to usher in an event, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I don't think you're really going to get too attached in ten pages by the time you get to the end of issue number one of Secret right. War. So it's it it was I, I don't know if I'd use the word whiff, but it is it this was not armchair quarterback. This could have been a better setup. Yeah, you know the the worst um, comment I can have to any form of art. Eh, it's it's mediocre. It's, I didn't, I didn't love confident. it. I didn't hate it. it. It was there. Yeah. It, it didn't instill anything in me other than. No, I yeah. mean, especially when you've had, when you've had like Kev Walker and Caselli and, and, and Diodato Studio, you've had, you've had a lot of good art on Time Runs Out leading up to Secret Wars. And then you have Ribic kicking ass on the main series. And, and here's Bernard between the two and it's just not yeah. the same. And I, I also think they didn't want to show their hand before Secret Wars number one. They, there's really no information other than 
bad stuff's going down. We got to get out of here. And, and the ships that you see in the double page splash, mm-hmm. they're generic. Yeah. You don't really know what's going on, but you see all the, all the players, which, okay, that's great that, you know, we've, we've achieved at least that goal to show you that this encompasses the entire Marvel universe. But I would have rather have seen the various, universe. I'd rather seen Earth 1610. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like lead into it with all the, the various affected right. universes right. noticing that something's wrong. Flesh out. The, the the casts of people to a certain extent that are going into this, we, you know, we don't need to see Val in the Future Foundation because I'm guessing they're not going to play all that big of a part. And there's mm-hmm. there's a um there's some continuity flaws on the double page part anyway because why is Susie in her old FF outfit next to Thing when she's still kind of dressed like a Shield agent in the uh, right. there's just I, it, it's 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 a little haphazard. It is it almost feels like yeah. it was rushed. Right. You, you are absolutely correct. Jason, did you read anything that, that really uh, got you going? I haven't read most of them yet. Um, but, I mean, I would echo your sentiments that the, of the ones that of the four or five that I've read so far, the, the, the standout, uh, perhaps not surprisingly, was the hip-hop family tree. Yeah, by far. And, 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 and you could tell uh, just by the, the, the thickness of the thing and the, the production values in it, that was not cheap to print. Uh, they definitely lost money on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So and and I I share your thoughts in Secret War. You know, it's fine. It, it it was kind of what I guess I thought it would be. And again, it doesn't serve much of a purpose other than I guess setting the table for. But uh, but I, I I think the point you're trying to make, and I guess as is David, and and I'll just tr- I'll I'll make it three for three. Is uh, I, I I damn sure hope that <laughs> that the uh, start of the event itself is uh, blows my uh, blows the doors off a lot more than this one did. So. Yeah, it well, it did, did, did come out today. Yeah, no, it, oh, did it? It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, snap. It came out today. It's in the, uh, it's in the library. Um, Ooh. so you, you, you can read it now <laughs> while I'm talking, but you can, you can read it tonight. The, uh, the, the books that, that Bean sent me were the, um, the Hip Hop Family Tree 3 and 1. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Secret War Zero. I have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from IDW. Nice. Uh, the Valiant 25th Anniversary Special. Ooh. Doctor Who. And yeah. Dark Circle Comics. Oh, really? I, I, I was paging through that. And one thing that really caught my eye, aside from the Hip Hop Family Tree, was the uh, 2000 AD. Yes. Got that. Right. I haven't read it yet. That, yes, got that. That's one of my official mm-hmm. selections from DC. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. So yeah, so that's, it's, that's what I, so I actually have three comic book day comics for once. It's imposing on the table too, because you got a lot of standard size yeah. comics. Big and then you look at the 2018, it's, you know, Jigunda. Big and. Yeah, yeah. This has been a strange episode because we really haven't talked about comics, comics per se. It's true. Except for. I'm just curious, comics. what, what did you think I was referring to when I said that, um, <laughs> I had a book to talk about? That you, that you, I think that I, you've read and that you would be happy to talk about. Secret Wars number one, probably. Uh, no, I thought you were talking about Nutsack. Oh, no, I told you. Yeah. What were you talking about? I was talking about Spread. Wow! Cause I did read up to number seven. Uh, okay. Let's talk about it. Wait, you, you, are you up to date? 
No. What? Well, now to be clear, I just read the first trade. So that's the first yeah. six. First six. I'm half halfway through the first trade. Oh, oh okay. I thought you. Said that's okay. Two weeks ago, you read it. You wanted to oh, it. Go. Yeah, seriously. That's right. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't finish it. I got distracted oh. by the shiny and bouncy again. Titties. <sighs> My balls. Did. Yeah. <laughs> Daps balls. So what what did you think of spread? I think the 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 art is just phenomenal, impeccable, beautiful, gorgeous stuff. Yeah. So well, it's uh, it is written by Justin Jordan, um, and uh, art by Kyle Stram. And Dap, do you know if is there a does he do everything or is there a there is a uh, I don't, know, is he, don't have my me neither. I, I should have been. Uh, it's um no he 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 is labeled as the artist, but the um colors by Felipe Sorrero. Yes. Yeah, and there it was we go. Felipe. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's a fairly simple premise, right? It's a uh, post-apocalyptic, which always easy, easy win for me. That that's going to always make a book something I'm generally going to be inclined okay. to enjoy. I think the, the the elevator pitch for me would probably be Lone Wolf and Club meets the thing. Ooh, I like that. That is great. That I'll drop the mic. That's you, that's what it is exactly. You just hit on it. That's exactly what it is, dude. They call they call no, uh, <laughs> which great. is a little confusing, right? At first, I'm like, no, I, this is bad English. I'm like, oh, the dude's name is no, but you know, uh, uh, Asian guy, badass. It doesn't say much ever other than the word no. Uh, occasionally other things, but, but 95% of what he says is no. And he, uh, comes across a baby. And, uh, yeah, has to take care of this baby in this post-apocalyptic world where the spread is some kind of living carnivorous virus that uh, evolves and adapts as need be. And it's overtaking the world. And, uh, and, uh, he, there's something special about the baby. That, yes. uh, that, that makes it more than just simply a matter of, uh, you know, being an innocent child that needs protection. And, and no, uh, is, uh, is, is immune to this virus, the spread. He, he, he's immune to this, cause it's one of those things where the spread, if it doesn't eat you, it, it, it can convert, it'll convert you or overtake you and any living, and any living stuff is subject to it, but he's immune to it, so, which is helpful. And, uh, we're, we we come just I guess in the first trade we we learn all about the world and and it sets the table for some of his uh, I would imagine loosely held alliances and uh, it's a sick sick book I mean yeah these, these are people that are fairly depraved well very depraved and it's a raw book I mean Kyle Stram whose art is definitely towards the indie side of the ledger I mean I don't know what Kyle's I don't know that I would rock on Kyle drawing the Avengers per se, but I, to your point, Vince, I think he's perfect for this kind of book because it's, yeah. it, he, he, he has this, this unapologetic line where he just lets it go and, and, and it's just, it, it's this, it is perfect to capture this mutated, uh, overflowing organic madness that is the spread. There, there and, are some artists where if they, they, if they don't, if you don't see it, it's a little bit, it's it's scarier, but when Kyle draws everything, it freaks you the hell out. Yeah, very yeah, true. It does. Yeah, very true. The the one scene, and it's typical me that that I came away with was when um what was her name Molly. Molly. She's she, she's in the in the cage Crazy. and her titties are leaking. <laughs> titties, her titties are leaking milk, and yeah. and he's like Molly Molly needs baby baby needs Molly. <laughs> <laughs> There's the 
and, the, and the one panel, he zooms in on her titty and there's like all milk leaking out of it. And then, you know, he sticks it in the baby's mouth. That is a, I, I love that sequence. Like it's, it, you know, it's me. But then when the, the spread emerges, you know, from the woods and it comes over the, the, uh, the cage with the people and what's, it's just, you're right, David. Uh, Strom, he's just, these things are disgusting. Yeah. And the teeth, ugh. Yeah, it's a very judicious use of red. Smart. Mm-hmm. Commands attention. Absolutely. I, I, the, uh, the chapter separators, the, that, just that mass of spread with the, the teeth and it's just all undulating and, and it's, it, I, I, I can look at that page just for hours. I just love to see how he, made those graphic decisions and why he did the tendrils the way he did and just it's great stuff yeah absolutely so uh real cool i i i I dig what they're putting down i uh it's 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 like many image books it's unlike anything else that i'm reading currently um Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i i I'm curious, to just without spoiling, I mean, how's how's the issue seven, David, pick up? I mean, issue that's obviously seven, the start of a second arc. It's um, it's like with Cowell, it's it's a um, it's uh, it's a it's a guest artist, um, Liam Cobbs. I don't want to say it's a film, oh, okay. but it, it's a is, um, it a is a major departure from Strom, or it is not. It, it's set in the it's it's a um, it's kind of like a flashback story. It's it's mm. similar, but not as. Super detailed. Um, Cobb does a real good job with the spread, but it's mostly a, um, it's kind of like a human interest story, um, where we, the spread hasn't been around for as long as it is in, in the first arc. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also somewhat of an origin story, and I was very surprised by the end of the issue, um, where, where it went, and it's a, uh, it's still freaky. I mean, Jordan still wrote it, and it's still um, it 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 sits with you. It, it sticks on you, and it it's uh, it's not really a story you can shake off. But it's uh, the art is it's it's not Kyle, but it 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 fits this particular issue. Mm-hmm. Right. I've never asked Mister Strom about his influences, but I see. A little bit of Tim Sale here and there. A little bit, yeah. In the, in the art, I see, when he gets in tight, I see more McFarlane. And there's a, there's a, a, a smattering of, of Ted McKeever in this too. It's, it's, you would think all this, these, um, dis, disparate, disparate, uh, styles wouldn't go well together, but when he puts them all together, it works. Mm-hmm. It, it works really well, but it's all uniquely him. There's whatever the influences are. It's it's the the proof is on the paper, and, and I think he's a really great storyteller. And uh, uh, I'm looking at the gift horn in the mouth se- sequence. That's just disturbing. <laughs> With the when the the dude's fingers sink into the titties. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. I, just I was going to mention that, but I didn't think you had read that far. So yeah. Um, I I like Strom's artwork a lot. Nice. Yes. Winner. Chicken dinner. Yeah, I set you up. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's see. Let's look at the old clock on the wall here. Oh, wow. Yeah. The night's a pup. What? It's a pup. We're, we're going to get into the in your travels. So, 
As usual, this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service to reiterate these very important specials. From Image, Chrononauts, Trade Paperback Volume 1, $4.99. From Valiant, The Book of Death, Number 1, $1.99. And Godzilla in Hell out of IDW for $1.99. I had planned to do a Valiant Orama this week. I read everything. You did. Out of, out of Valiant from the previous month. Ooh. I read the good stuff from Valiant this month. Dude, it's all good. I, I, I didn't read anything that didn't just like go crazy on me. But, uh, let me just pick one. I ain't read and, shit and, from Valiant. And, and I know, uh, D- I'm sure David, uh, will jump in. To reiterate David's, uh, praise of Ivar Timewalker number four. What? <laughs> yes. I, I, I will say I found the issue to be the best in the run so far. Uh, Neela is still trying to uh, change like something she thinks is uh, the, the sequence was, of events. Yeah, but like I said, it's one of those things where everything happens for a reason. You, you, you can't fix this particular thing because it had to happen. Right. Uh, as far as Mr. Van Lenti is concerned, there are certain safeguards um, the universe imposes upon itself where um, you can't just change time willy-nilly. You cannot go back and, and kill Hitler. And in Neela's case, she cannot go back and change the fact that her father, who is a, a pharmacist but was moonlighting as a cab driver until his license came through, um, she can't change the fact that he was killed in an automobile accident. Uh, she tries, and, and each time she does try... She's a persistent little uh, person. Uh, each time she does try, she creates a wrinkle in time where uh, multiple versions of herself congregate on this bar, like <laughs> post trying to save her dad. And, and one of them, I'm assuming the one that tried it first, just drinks herself into a stupor because she's resigned. She, she can't change time. Another one, uh, she breaks her leg. In, in one instance, and there's a, there's a Neela with a broken leg, and just various incarnations of herself all converge on this bar, and they, they just, you know, it's like a pity party. And she, it's amazing. It's so smartly written by Fred Van Lenty. But, but that not, that's not the one I really want to talk about. Divinity number three. Much better than Divinity number two. Okay. I love this series. Um, and it's just essentially setting up the, uh, you know, we can't use Solar, Man of the Atom, in, in the Valiant Universe. So we're going to create something very similar. Uh, Abram Adams has godlike powers. The dude can do anything. And so uh, do not trust if, if you, you, you've been reading... Um, Divinity and you haven't gotten to issue number three, do not put any credibility into the narrator <laughs> because because he has lied to you or um, skirted the truth mm-hmm. in, in issues one and two because uh, we've, we've, we thought something was the case and with issue number three, we find that it was something much more than uh, what was originally presented to us. I, I, I am, I think Divinity is the one 
Valiant book right now that is really turning me on my head. And David, uh, you want to compound on that? Um, the no, you're right. We, we've we've been lied to. The th- my problem with the second issue, since we never got into it, was that the first issue was fantastic. I said it; it didn't feel like it was part of the Valiant universe. It was its own um, thing, which was fine. I mean, the whole it, it, the Valiant next, and it's not. Uh, it, it it was a really cool story that just it was the start of a story that could have been anywhere. Um, could have been published by anyone. And it was a story set in the past for the most part. Second issue, I was pretty much moving along with that same idea until we get to the last page where now all of a sudden we see Valiant Heroes and, and we're really hammering the point that this is in the Valiant universe. And, and it kind of took me out of it and, and it, Whereas it was really good on its own and, and I thought could have been great on its own away from, um, the Valiant or Unity or, or, or anything else going on. Um, that to me, whereas anybody else would be like, Oh, cool. It's part of the Valiant universe and this is great that it detracted from it. But the second, the third issue, um, with, our heroes, uh, going up against Abram, uh, and what he did to them and, and how he, 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 he fights them. I thought that was fantastic. The way each page was laid out with, with things moving slowly, but then not really because it's in their mind and, and then Jack having to, um, get everyone, even though everything's happening. It, it was, I, I thought it was really clever. I, I yeah. really dug the layout and, and, and just the flow of the story in the third issue. Right. That was the one sequence that really got me where you have Colin King, Ninjak, one of the fastest, <laughs> most, most elusive characters in the Valiant universe. And he's frozen in time. Yeah. As the story progresses, you see the same, uh, pose of of Colin in air with the sword ready to strike and you see um Galad's battle, battle axe go Gilad's yeah. battle axe just kind of like floating and spinning behind him meaning like stuff is moving incredibly slow yeah. and it was just so strange to see Ninjak like I said he's quicksilver I mean he's very fast not not super not speedster fast but for a a, a and then um, uh, a trained human being, mm-hmm. he's very quick. Just to see him frozen in time, it was like there. Abram uh, Adams makes mincemeat of unity, yeah. and they're the powerhouses of the Valiant universe. He, it's not even a threat. Even even Exo can do nothing against. Um, well, I guess they're they're calling him Divinity, which is a strange name for for a hero. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping it'll change. But uh, no, I uh, this issue is nuts. Um, and uh, in case I didn't mention, which I don't think I did, written by Matt Kent. You always have faith in Mr. Kent. Yeah, uh, you're. Il- uh, illustrated by Trevor Harrison, inked by Ryan Wynn, colors by David Barron. This it's it's. 
there's a oh yes yes David it does take place place in the past but there's a there's decades between the time yes. that he he went up right. so it you know it it kind of does make sense that it would interact with the current value value universe yes no right? it, it it does I was just I mean, when, when we were first starting the story, it's in the past. Oh, so you expected it to remain? I remain on it, not not in the past, but just, because I mean, in the first issue, we're, we're we're pretty much present day. But it was, um, I just it liked it being in its own right, 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 right. That's cool. Yeah. So uh, I I I wanted to really talk about Bloodshot Reborn number one, but we can I'm talk gonna about do, that next week. Yeah, okay. I'm going to do, do that up next week. Excellent. Read more Valiant. Yeah. Yeah. You go. Um, I decided to, I should have checked to see if this was even on Comixology. I, I hopped in the Wayback Machine. Um, Ooh. yeah, it, this was, I don't, I think a couple of reasons got in my head to, to do this, but, um, there was, of course, talk of, uh, one rumor I saw a couple of weeks ago was that with Daredevil on Netflix, off like gangbusters, and then of course we have the three shows following it with AKA Jessica Jones and, and the Luke Cage show and eventually Iron Fist, which will lead us to the Defenders, that there may be a phase two for Marvel shows on Netflix. And um, one rumor is that the Punisher, which you've seen how Daredevil can be, Punisher, I think, would be absolutely perfect for this format. Um, and Punisher Warzone of the three, two and a half, two Punisher movies that there have been, I think Warzone is the best um, of the ones we've, we've had so far. And, I, and, and it, it, whenever I see the Thor movies, I, I chuckle because I, I have to really stop from I have to contain myself because Volstag is the Punisher from Warzone and it's um a Punisher Warzone was a a book from from the 90s from Marvel where it was it wasn't an anthology but it it had um you had different different creative teams for different arcs like the, the series started off with with Chuck Dixon and um John Romita Jr and I think I think it might have been Klaus. Maybe not. No, I don't think it was. It was still too early for that team up. But um, I'm not going to talk about the first arc. It's the second arc that I that I always remember, um, mostly because it's one of my first times seeing Mike McCone in a Marvel comic. Because before that, he he did Legion um, over at DC, and he did the the Justice League quarterly stories here and there but this this arc was called psychoville usa it was a five issue series um through issues uh 12 through 16 like i said i don't know if it's on comiXology so hopefully you know you can if it is you can read it but it's it's written by um abnett and lanning uh mike mcconey's your penciler mark mckenna and mcgrayer anchors um Extremely nineties with the colors. Richard Starkings is, is your letterer and, and, and he uses every trick with the double lined word balloons and, and, and really bubble letters and, and to, to get the point across things like that. But basically it's a, um, it's a story where Frank Castle is after a drug dealer 
whose name is uh, DeRosa. He comes close to stopping DeRosa, but in the uh, in the scuffle, they are both surrounded by what who appears to be bystanders, just civilians, and they attack both DeRosa and Castle. And when Frank comes to, he wakes up in a bed in a house with a woman who's not Maria, not the wife we know. This woman's name is Kim. And he's basically married with two kids. And he has a job at a factory. Um, yes, I remember this. Argument. Yeah. And it, it's, it, it, he's just, he, he's got the internal monologue going where he's, you're, he's basically been reprogrammed. He's been brainwashed and, and you're, because of the way Abnett Lanning did it, you're all, you, you as the reader and Castle, you're, you don't know, you don't really know what the hell's going on and you're, you're, it's not like we're looking at it and, and we don't know any more than he does. And, and I thought that that was really clever instead of us, instead of Castle, instead of the Punisher knowing everything that's going on or, or him being so, um, Reprogram that everything is just normal for him now that, that, that we're at a loss. We're all pretty much, um, confused together, mm-hmm. but he starts to, um, he knows something isn't quite right. Um, it's been weeks, if not months that, that, that microchip has been looking for him finally finds him in, uh, in, in this town in, um, I think it's, uh, Chicane, West Virginia, but it, it's so, so chip finally finds him. Uh, while he's trying to get to Frank, uh, Frank is basically trying to beat the, uh, the brainwashing and this, the whole town is comprised of serial killers, murderers, deranged individuals, the two kids, um, the boy burned the house down with his parents in it. The girl um like to dissect animals and and uh and she winter family right here. Seriously, so I mean so it's not <laughs> like so nobody was there were no nobody was innocent in this town and, and they were all brought here so that they could be um brainwashed, programmed to commit murders, to assassinate, to just so so that's that that was the purpose of this of this town is the, the, this, this just, and it's seeing it play out and, and, and Punisher to fight back and, and, uh, and just how it, it starts to unravel for everybody. It, it's, it wasn't your typical Punisher story at the time. And, and it, it's, uh, it was, it was pretty freaky. And, and McCone's art, it's, uh, you guys know I'm 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 a big McCone fan and, and I thought that he was a um he was a really pretty solid Punisher uh artist and, and he's really good at, at because there were just so many regular people. It's not uh, the Avengers don't show up to save the day, Spider Man doesn't swing by. It, it it's a very um normal type uh setting for this and it, it, it really worked as far as the art goes. But it's Warzone was was a pretty free it wasn't the usual ongoing punisher book it wasn't punisher war journal by by potts and uh and and jim lee and everybody so it was it was basically you know i have a punisher story to tell i'm going to tell it in this 
series in, in, in this title, uh, for however long you want to run. And, um, that it was, I, I enjoyed it. And also it was launched with, um, with Wham! Wild Agents of Marvel. And I, that's how I got the first mm-hmm. issue because I did, I, I, I was a, a member of that at the time. And, and, and that's where I first saw the, uh, the idea for the book. And it had a die cast cover for the first issue and it was with the bullet holes and everything. And, um, but it was a pretty, I enjoyed the title, but, but Psychoville was probably one of my favorite stories from the, uh, from the book. So in your travels, go through, um, go through and look for some old issues. I mean, I, I'd say Punisher, but I mean, just, you know, it, it, I'm in my mood where, you know, in your travels, hit the back issue bins. Yeah. Two things. Yeah. One, all the best Punisher stories have microchip. <laughs> if microchip's not in it, it ain't shit. Yeah. Two, I think the one thing that, uh, springs to mind now that you're talking about this series. Wasn't there a cover with Frank and a lawnmawer? Yeah, where he's drawing the, uh, the, the straw in the, the grass. Skull, yeah, yeah, in the grass. Yeah, that's the thing I remember the most about this. That was probably my favorite cover of the, uh, cause there's also like a newspaper clipping and, and, right. and, and in high, it's highlighted where it says neighbor described, neighbors described him as a quiet man who never bothered <laughs> anyone. But yeah, that's, that's where you see he's not in, he's not in out, his outfit. He's, he's not in his uniform. He's, so, so the skull is in the grass in the first yes. part of the, um, the arc, the whole family's watching TV and the light from the TV glowing onto the family is, um, shows the skull. The third issue, uh, you have the skull actually is, is the two windows and the white picket fence behind Frank makes out the skull. The fourth issue, you have, um, basically Frank's face is kind of uh, leaning up against the TV screen and, and the shadow of that is your skull. And then the, the fifth one is, is just, um, the Punisher now shooting up a map and that the, the, the breakaway is, is the skull. But I thought the covers were pretty funky, especially like you said, I think the lawnmower one is, is my favorite. Of the yeah. bunch. I'm going to have to reread this. Damn you. Hmm. Good job, Mr. Price. Oh, thanks. Jason. So, uh, in your travels, I, you guys know that, uh, you know, Beth's father passed away. And, uh, so we celebrated his life this week, yesterday specifically. Uh, and so I would ask that, uh, in everybody's travels, they put the, the, the comics down for an evening, put the TVs off and just, uh, Make sure you spend time with your loved ones doing doing things, uh, because you never know. You never know when uh, when it'd be the last time. So, the comics and the TV shows will definitely be there when you're done with that, and you can pick it back up and be ready to chat with us next week. So, just take time, man. Just remember the real world, and, and don't get lost in the in the fiction the fictional world that we spend a lot of time in. Wise words as usual. There you go. I don't know how I'm going to put that in the show notes, but <laughs> very, very, very wise. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, uh, much, much love to you and the family. Yeah, no doubt. Thank you. All right, everybody. Hey, thank you for being here with us this week. If you enjoyed what you heard, do us a favor and leave us an iTunes review. We can really uh, appreciate that. Uh, come join us at our little niche in the uh, internets. Uh, our forum is located at where, David? 11 o'clock comics.com. 
And if you would be so kind, jump on the Facebooks. We're on there too. We got our own group and everything. And you can, you can be friends with us and the Twitter. Um, I'm at Vince Bond. David is. I love how you think for a second he wasn't even sure where he was. Right. (laughs) And David is at David A. Price and Jason is Oh, I never can remember. <laughs> calculated, totally calculated. And we would we would love to to spend some time with you on those fronts. Um and you can find the next one of these the same place you found this one of these. Come back, mm-hmm. bring your bring your comics, be ready for a couple hours of discussion, uh, because David will be s- very sad if you if you don't come back. As will we all. Call so him. join, join us please. Call him. Call him, please. Uh, say, say good night, David. Good night, David. Short and sweet. We love you. Be back. Like a nutsack. Wow. <laughs> Daniel White's nutsack. Woo. With a mustache. It's not a mustache. He's nutsack. <laughs> And the, I love how when he pulled uh, on it, it's all he got, got the, little, the skin ball. <laughs> came out the, just like it does in real life. That's what happens. Wash your balls. Show me your reference for that book, Daniel White. Bye. Wait,